Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Male Fuzz. I am Peter, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt. I'm feeling reborn. And not feeling reborn. Well, it seems the same, unfortunately. That's Connor's cause, here. Because he, he was never born. Because I didn't get... <laughs> I'm not reborn, because I didn't get to see Kong yet. Uh, uh, Unlike these pair of bastards. Uh, well, we, we have these things called priorities. Sure. They're not Zelda on Connor. the. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point. Connor, I'm pretty sure you're a lot like Charlie from It's Always Sunny. You're an abortion survivor. Because <laughs> uh, he wants a ginger, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, his, his brothers are ginger. After the first two, she's like, oh, no, not another one. Can we try, <laughs> can we try and do this? He's like, he just will not die. Hey, I'm the oldest. Are you the oldest? All right, I thought you were youngest. Oh. Yeah. So that's why they tried two more times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please don't be ginger. Please don't be ginger. Was there any magic being like being the seventh son of the seventh son, right? Yeah. Is there like the same for gingers to where if you're like the firstborn ginger, the firstborn ginger, yet you, you get a soul or something? You should try for that. Well, then I, 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 I then I would have a soul by that. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, this explains a lot. Oh, maybe maybe I do have like a little shred of a soul in there somewhere. Maybe just it doesn't exist. Bit. It doesn't exist. That's why certain emotional beats can still hit me in comics, at least. Joe, jo, it's funny actually. Uh, what, what 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 review was it this week, Connor? Where you had a coughing fit? Coughing Not a coughing fit. fit, a hiccup fit. Yeah, the hiccup fit. Hiccups. Oh, it was when we were trying to do Flash. Yeah, yeah. Before the internet crapped out of me, or I had to delete. Maybe. Yeah. That Either way, uh, someone commented on that video saying, oh, I also have chronic hiccups and people think it's funny, but it's not. It's really painful and you can't breathe. And, and They're right. right. It's horrific. And I was like, I was like I was being told off because, Matt, I happened to record a little bit of this and I put it, put it at the end as an outtake and I was giggling through him being in pain. Now, I just wanted to be, uh... I wanted to be known. I do not find him finding hiccuping funny. I did not find the hiccups funny. I was not laughing at him hiccuping. I am sick of hearing no. it, quite frankly. Yeah. I was laughing at him being in pain. Yeah, not pe- people in pain. It's me in particular. In yeah, this yeah not people in general. Just yeah. you. <laughs> yes. So, that's too funny. I just want to make that clear. Connor in pain. This is definitely the video to set that straight on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, read more Red Hood, you bastard. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what's coming up in today's show? Uh, Not we, Red Hood. It's a week two, so we have a lot of books, of course. Uh, I think we have 13 total between us. Uh, so, no news this week, though. Be- the one the one upside to them pushing the delay... Uh, not delay. Delaying the, the solicits by an extra week is that all the early news that we usually have to talk about the most, which used to be on week two, is now typically on week three, which is better just given that we have more books this week. But coming up on today's show, we have Action Comics 975, which is the second part of the Superman Reborn crossover. We have Detective Comics 952, Wonder Woman 18, The Flash 18, Justice League of America issue 2, Titans 9, Supergirl 7, New Superman 9, Superwoman 8, Deathstroke 14, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey 8, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps 16, and then kind of as a semi-bonus uh, Justice League Power Rangers number 3. Is it still a bonus when we've done it this regularly? It's outside of the continuity, so I, I, I consider it a bonus. Okay. Outside my continuity, too. 
Although it's also weird that in continuity, I've got some thoughts yeah, on this. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. that. Yeah, this issue really murkied that. Is it, 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 in it continuity. does, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, for reasons that I'll get to when we talk about it. But uh, obviously, we're going to start on the big crossover. We're going to start on Action Comics nine seven five, which is written by Dan Jurgens with a story by Paul Denny as the backup. It's a bigger issue. It costs a little bit more. And a uh, dollar. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Doug Mankey uh, did the first story in terms of art, and then Ian Churchill did the second. Oh, I, I assume he did the second, and that's why I was tourist. Yes. I, yes. I, I never noticed any weird changes in between the pages. No, no. Anyway, so yeah, this is the second part, and Clark and Lois, John disappeared at the end of Superman last week. They rush off to the fake Clark apartment, and mm-hmm. they're searching. Fake Clark shows up, and we... Basically, most of the main story, obviously the, the backups uh, another thing, but most of the main story was the reveal of who this was. That, that was the whole thing. And we got a fantastic series of pages where whoever fake Clark is, and I'm, I'm, I'm building to it, I'm not saying who it is yet, mm-hmm. whoever fake mm-hmm. Clark is knows who he is at this point. You remember that they, just before just before the start of this crossover, at the end of Action Comics a couple of weeks ago, he seemed to remember who he was. And... He's like, Superman, you forgot me, you forgot me. And he starts turning into all of his villains. He's, he's like, fantastic Brainiac. montage, isn't it? Oh, yep. it's great. It's glorious. It's, especially because the first couple Superman's like, that uh, you're Lex, you're Brainiac. And then, no. but, the, but the third one, he's like, no, you're not him. And he's like, mm. well, yeah, so say my name. And all I can think is Heisenberg, by the way, uh, yeah. when he said, say my name. Uh, they, they wear similar hats. <laughs> can I do? <laughs> <laughs> good job we're in spoilers already oh uh, dear um yeah so so obviously eventually and it's a it's actually lois who kind of starts the sentence before you get to yeah. the two-page spread of who it actually is and it is of course mr mixapelic yeah yeah so so you were wrong pete well tell me you're all wrong yeah, well, yeah why but... am i specifically wrong because you you specifically shot this one down last week when we suge- we we put it out there as a possibility. You were like, no, Whoa. this doesn't make any sense. Wait a minute! No, no, wait a minute! Wait a minute! That's not. I specifically remember saying that I was okay with this as the possibility. It was the lesser of the three options we brought up, but I, I even speculated that he did something to himself. That he he that he didn't but, know who he was. You, you were saying it wasn't his style. Oh yeah, because it was and more elaborate. Feel like him at all? Because yeah. usually, usually he would know what he was doing, but they explained that in this yeah. issue. So, yeah. up ye, yeah, ginger parasite, pathetic piece of scum, piece of shit, twerp. Did, did you guys notice what Lois was wearing through, through the build-up? The build-up? Yeah, so in, did not. when oh. they go to the apartment, she's wearing purple and orange. Oh, uh, so she is. Yeah, so I thought that was a fun little... Yeah. A little uh, nod, like he was giving it away. Like if you're watching a movie, and you go, "Oh, weird, okay," and then you go back and and look back through it, it, it all pops up. Like the color red mm. in Six Sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So, so that's what most of the, the main story is. Is it's this big reveal? It's him going through all this, and then Gordine, Gordine, them and saying, "Well, you forgot about me. You didn't come." I'm. So I'm taking John away because you cared about him more. He actually says that before we find out who it is, giving you a yeah. sense of the jealousy and the the sort of the immature nature of who it might be. What, what also was when they go to the fridge at Fate Clark's house, 
it looks like John had been eating there. Because we have seen in the build-up to this, he's constantly eating ice cream and sweets. And, you know, he's an 11-year-old kid. Yeah. And then they open fake Clark's refrigerator, and it's filled with all the same stuff. So I thought that was also a nice little touch. That that two Mixie Patilic, Mixie's Patilic, whatever, Mr. M. Let's call him Mixie. Yeah, Mixie. When they got an actual child, they had no more need for this imp. Yeah. Which, you know, which I like that motivation kind of for him. It is. It's, it's really playing up that he is a child at heart, and it's mm-hmm. symbolically that he kind of represented Superman being a parent, almost yep. in the way he had to treat Mixer Pitlick in the past. But yep. now that's not necessary because we can have all those stories with John. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the, the the big sort of cliffhanger we end the, the main story on is that Mixie being so spiteful that he is is actually making people forget that John existed. Lois doesn't remember who he is at the end of the issue. Mm-hmm. Here comes Matt's dog to weigh in on these yeah. serious topics. He thought he heard crypto, his hearing's going, but see now he's just gonna leave. We're not talking about crypto. <laughs> <laughs> So that was it. It was actually the main part of the story was very simple in terms of it was just mm-hmm. mostly the reveal, but it was uh, all it was of a, it was. It was a very fast read as well because it was just yes. big splash page of who's the, who who could it be? Like each one was the different yeah. person was a full page, but it worked. Oh, it worked. Yeah, it was big. It felt epic. It felt like you know we'd been building up to this reveal since Rebirth started with that first issue of action. Mm-hmm. It feels really earned that yeah. that it waited so so long to to play it out. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean that's what nine months. Somewhere? Nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, nine, ten, give or take. Well, yeah, well because the Mr. Oz stuff had started, and then right, and then well, I'm, I'm thinking specifically Doomsday. I'm specifically yeah. thinking Fit Clark when he showed up at the first start action. That's where I'm sort of starting. That was right in like the yeah. first issue, right? Yeah, that was the first issue. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, who's this Clark Kent? And yeah, so but it really became an issue. After that first arc, uh, after Doomsday was all said and yeah. done, it's so. it's also obviously with it being double shipping, that's twice the normal amount of issues in that time. So it's mm-hmm. a good chunk of story as well as a yep. good chunk of time. Which, by the way, well, and we didn't we didn't focus on it too much until recently, which was nice too. Like, yeah, it was just there in the when, background. It was popping yeah. up, and we're going, "Wait, why is there another Clark?" And it was just kind of CD'd and it, yeah, and it does complicate the Superwoman stuff. Because of, you know, I guess we'll talk about that when we get Superwoman. But the whole New 52 Clark and Lois type thing. It kind of, not that it muddles it, but it makes it more complex, I think. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it muddles it because I think, I I don't think we can speak fully to it until we see how Reborn ends. I think Superwoman has some hints about where Reborn's going to go. And we can talk Mm -hmm. about that when we get there, but... Having not but read yeah. Superwoman, I will need you guys to explain this for me as we well. I will get to it, we'll get to it, we'll save it for... It just, because I thought that the New 52 Clark, or the New 52 Superman and this Clark Kent worked hand in hand, and now being revealed that it's Mixie, yeah. it's, not as, it's not as clear that one has to do with the other. So, I thought that was a nice curveball, Jurgens threw. Hmm. Here's, here's a question. Mixie being mm-hmm. fifth dimensional and, uh, as we see in the backup story, uh, is aware of mm-hmm. 
various versions of reality uh, yeah and we can talk about that a bit but like is is like part of all this is he aware that you know like reality has been altered is he clued in on this i think he might but ultimately he doesn't care because it's just everything is so crazy for him anyway as long as he's very self-centered yeah, that's, it's that's all about Mixie. He doesn't care about yeah. everyone else. It's Superman forgot him, and even in when we get to the backup, he encounters Oz. So, you know, I don't think he knows or cares that reality's been messed up, or who did it. He's just more upset that someone took him out of the equation. Yeah. yeah. Well, that leads us on to the the story, the the backup story uh, by Denny, <laughs> which is basically Mixie explaining to John what's happened and where he's been. So he was the prisoner, which actually kind of weirds things up a little bit. Was he? Does it? Well, I don't timeline. think he was. Well, he, he was I a... thought he was. So you don't think he's the prisoner no. that escaped last issue? No, because he would have had to be there when Robin was there. And if they line up... Well, See, that, this that, is where... Well, this is, Robin. This, okay. That's just why I'm saying it's yeah, muddy, because... I'm saying he definitely is, because Oz says he took him out of the... He took him off the board, right? Like that's the conversation well, he has with Oz. Is that? Yeah, Oz is it, like, No, I don't want you interfering. And then he's in his cell, and he's doing stretch marks to say, keep track of right. What, now this is where I'm going to say he's a, a fifth dimensional being. Maybe so. There's nothing to say he can't alter time. Uh, he, I mean, we think of uh, Morrison's action comics. He's jumping over time constantly. Yeah, I just the whole Superman will save me. I just it didn't. It doesn't ring. I think it's someone else. But I think that's, that's basically gonna... what he says in this issue, though. He talks yeah. about how Superman's going to come for him. Like See, he's just, just... convinced Superman's going to come. And it's it goes back to this idea that Superman is like his parent, where he's like, "Nah, it's, it's cool. Dad's coming." I just, it, I wish then they would have put that in the art a little more instead of tally marks, like some of that to drive it home. Because I kept thinking it was someone else, and it just. Even if he's fifth dimensional, the whole lineup with when he showed up as Clark, right? Versus when he was in the cell at the same time as Tim Drake. Well, yeah, but this is where he pops out. So he comes out, at, he escapes when Tim Drake's there, and then he, in his escape, jumps back in time and puts the spell on himself then. So he jumps back a few months. Oh man, I need the next issue. <laughs> I, I hope I hope they do kind of address it. It's a little bit weird that it is because obviously Tim Drake's there, so we know it's set. At least the escape is set relatively present day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has to be present day because people are still reacting to the death of Tim. Yeah, and so plus we we know Mister Oz is going to be in the next issue of the uh, crossover right. because he's on the cover and it makes sense that he's going to pop up because he's going to come hunting for because now that the spell's been broken now that Mixie has revealed himself and now that he's not fake Clark anymore uh, Here, here's a question is it possible that arc of detective just takes place before the start of action I don't say I don't think so I'd have to go back and check because then but... that that shifts every bat book because the bat books all kind of refer to the death of Tim. Yeah, it wouldn't work because Batman, See, the main Batman series references like this, what's going on in Detective. It's done that yeah. a few times with the, just the teammates and talking about the, the allies yeah. and stuff. Right. Right, and then 
Batman, this current arc of Batman is set after Reborn because we've seen Superman had his new suit. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going with the That's time. why it muddled with me. I just, I wish if if it is Mixie, that's what they intended to have him be the guy that broke out. However, he did. I just, it doesn't, it just doesn't line up. I don't, I don't see Mixie knocking down a wall to escape. I see he's a he's a trickster. I'd see him tricking Oz into letting him out. You know, like. Well, no, he didn't knock down a wall. I feel they, like it's supposed they, to be something else. Matt, the tell is in the issue. Go back and see. In in Superman. No, in this issue there was like that. Tower. I'm talking about in Superman when we see someone's escaped. Mm-hmm. That wall had been knocked down out of that tower. Oh yeah, but maybe that's just physically what happened when he, he said his name backwards repeatedly yeah. to break out. That could have just been what was left behind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just wish they were more clear on that because I, I came in today thinking that it was still someone else and this is just part of the greater mystery. I mean, no, I, I, like I said, because I think it is because I'd read Morrison's action comics and I saw him, you know, mm-hmm. attacking through time. That was the whole yeah. crux of that right. arc. So it's like, well, he can just jump back in time, even if he didn't do it intentionally, just his escape, let him go back. Obviously, yeah. maybe he doesn't perceive time the same way we do. So maybe he just went back to when he thought it was. He didn't realize he'd gone back in time when he did it. Possibly. I, I Honestly, for me, it was just a case of the, the way he talks in this issue, the way he describes his story, everything just lined up with what we'd seen already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was definitely... I, I was thought it was very clear he was the one in the cell yeah okay yeah the only, the only well, part I'm, the only part for me you guys i just the only part for yeah. me that was muddy was the fact that wait a minute tim's there and that was much yeah, yeah and, and i just explained that with the time travel yeah well maybe but that's the thing it's not as clear with the time travel that that's what's getting me is they don't seem related to each other that's all so that, that sequence it almost seems like they went back and added it after they decided it was... You know what I mean? Went back and added what? They went back and added the sequence of someone escaping after they had decided it was Mixie. Kind of to throw us off. Kind of. Uh, I don't think so. Especially since it was only the issue before. Like mm-hmm. This would have been written together. To, you know, yeah. no, I, so, I get that. I just... It still is not... Tim being there going, somebody got out after him trying to get out, right? I think, that, I, think that. I hope that we actually see this now. I, if it is time travel, that would be yeah. really cruel for Tim because he's like, someone got out and then nothing happens yeah. for a while. Like right. the effects for him might be more interesting. Right. Well, no, well, so. that time in a past yet, though, because for Tim it's present day. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't know. Timey Yeah. Timey Anyways, the next issue should clear it up because we get... I don't know if it will. We're still assuming that wherever Oz is is inside normal time as well. No. Like if he's, if he's I, outside he's of time not. in some sort. He's, yeah, he's definitely outside of time. So if he's outside of time, when Mixie escapes, he could just go, that's the you know, the closest point to where it was at that point, like in that direction. It wasn't necessarily aimed at the present, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. All, all I got from reading this is he tried to show up during E52 and couldn't, right? You get that early on. Mixie gets intercepted by Oz. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. that's supposed to be whoever's messing with the timeline kept him out as to not have him ruin things. So, but we also get, because we got lost in the weeds there on, on 
his escape and whatever. But we get the thing that Superman never really forgot him. He still told John stories yeah, when John pur- was little. Purple hat. Purple hat, man. Because the, the heart, name cat. is hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and so I like that, that, you know, Mixie goes and acts like Superman forgot him, but he didn't. He's just had bigger things on his mind, and he thought that that Mixie had grown up and didn't need to bother Superman anymore. And again, I like mm. that whole relationship between the two. And as a Superman fan, I it, it dawned on me that we really hadn't gotten Mixie in the New 52, because Morrison's action comics is kind of an outlier. Yeah, and it was obviously, that was set even five years in the past for most of that. Yeah. So this this definitely made it seem like that action comics run really didn't happen the way we think that it did. Because That's if he couldn't point. get... Yeah, because if he couldn't get there, then... Yeah. That said, does does uh, does Mixie not say every three years or so, or three months? Three months. Three months. Yeah. So even if that did happen at the start of the New 52, that was then yeah. you know, f- at least f- five years until he showed right. up again. So it could still have happened the way we saw. Okay. I just I really like that story with him telling John and Cause he, cause keeping he, that whole trickster angle. He even says though uh, that oh it's usually three months, but sometimes I forget and maybe two years will go past and he, he kinda, yeah yeah he builds in that kind of that fluctuation. So you, you can kind of argue either way, I think. So so basically, Mixie's just saying that time's a flat circle. Sure. Somebody <laughs> said sure. Pretty much, well, which is why I think that tired. leads into how he is in the in the past that he doesn't really see right. time the same way kind of just it's it's just whatever right and then he's just going through the motions being clark kent based off of almost kind of like muscle memory you know he goes and lives in clark's yeah. old apartment and works at the daily planet and all of this like subconscious stuff hmm yeah, uh, honestly, I don't know if they will address it and make it clear that it was time travel or he's went back in time. Yeah. If they if they don't, I don't think it's a huge deal. Uh, but I no. do think it's something they could have made a bit clearer. Yeah, it definitely could have been clearer. Until they address it, I'm just going to assume it's that because oh, yeah. that's what makes yeah. sense for me. Exactly. Well, and then, but but the whole point of uh, Mixie Patilic is he doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's a good point. So, and we also see the different versions of him. Throughout time and the yeah. different spellings. Yeah. Yeah. Animated and, series yeah. version pops up. Yeah, I, I love the art in this backup. The way like the way it just flows through all the different styles well, of the time so so and neatly. Dini was the perfect person to write it to because he's had experience with mixing on all the different levels. Yeah. So again, it's that meta kind of fifth dimensional Morrison of art affecting the real world and then that affecting the art back in a circle yeah yeah i mean the animated series is there and that's in panel i think lego lego version of yeah. them is yeah. there yep. the action figures are there like it you you have the bit earlier on in the bit where john's talking about the stories that he yeah. tells and you have all the the classic versions mm-hmm. like the, there's like golden age silver age whatever Which, there's all the, there's a few of them when i pulled him up to read more about him after this issue, I didn't realize that he was there from the start. He was a Simon and Schuster creation, mm. you know, in the forties. Because yeah. his stuff always just screams to me not Golden Age, but Silver Age, kind of like all the crypty, crypty, yes. uh, you know, kryptonite yeah. stories. 
which which is what I really like about that panel of of the stories. I obviously I don't recognize any of these stories well enough to know them, but I, I imagine they're very specific stories that it's referencing yep. there that that have happened in the comics. That'd be that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, I yep. uh, obviously like this issue a lot. I think the the first yeah. half dealt with the reveal very well. Give us some stakes. Give us the big big cliffhanger of of Lois not remembering. Then the second half. Gave us John and Mixie like bouncing off each other, which was actually very interesting to see another kid, like a kid, handle Mixie and try and get out and try and let get him to let him leave and so Mixie tricky yeah. him. So we know that that Mixie he's not there's no ill will really towards Superman. Like I'm sure he'll get over this by the end of Reborn, and it's Oz, it's the real big yeah. dad here. So. What if we get Mixie and Super Sons with Damien? <laughs> I, I really want Mixie oh. to have an almost like a brother-like relationship yeah. with John. In, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I was to make a prediction right now, I'd probably guess that Mixie, by the end of Reborn, will help with whatever the mm-hmm. the merger is going to be. Say as well. I think so too. But I just like the idea that now that Superman doesn't need Mixie because he has John, but now... Where Mixie does that leave Mixie? Mixie can hang out with John. He can be like, you know, it's like, hey, you can take any form. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that idea. Oh, that's cool. I hope, I hope that that's gets capitalized goes. on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be really just, disappointed if that's never brought up again. Yeah, because because I like I like Mixie as that character. That so I like what Morrison did with him in action. He made him kind of Soup's as guardian, and there was a fifth dimensional bad guy. Yeah. That. That was doing all the bad things. So, you know, for as powerful as he is, he doesn't mean any harm. He'll mm. fix things as soon as you trick him to say his name. But just like John and Mixie, yeah, get on it, DC. Yeah, uh, no, it, it was uh, super good. Uh, no pun intended. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, uh, part three of Superman Reborn is next week, and. Uh, I feel like it'll be a bit meatier going forward because obviously this was all about the reveal. Yeah. So now we can and, get into the the rest of the story, well, so to speak. And and the first issue was the disappearance of John and what's going on. Yeah. So there. we have to so set up the reveal. Well, here's the th- here's here's the, the thing though. So far, none of this has been about uh, Superman's like reality or merging no. things or dealing with Oz. Like all of it. I mean, obviously Oz was pissed at the start of the first issue that someone escaped, but other than that, it's all been about fake Clark and yeah. the reveal. All of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and both issues moved very fast just because of the art and the emotion behind them. So hopefully the next ones are like Connor said. So, so, I'm, so I'm even wondering what is the, the issue that comes up that needs to result in a, some sort yeah, of yeah. What what is the merging. cause of, of yeah. whatever of the end result that we know we're getting to? Yeah, because yeah. we've got two issues left, and I don't know what it is, and I'm excited to see. So mm-hmm. that'll take us on to Detective Comics nine five two, James Tenney in the fourth writing, and Christian Deuce on art. So this is continuing the League of Shadows story, and Shiva is in Gotham, and Cassie notices she's watching. And confronts her. She sneaks up on her, in fact, which Shiva's not mm-hmm. expecting, because no one sneaks up on Shiva. Nope. And uh, they fight. It's actually really funny, because this week I actually read the first Cassandra Kane Batgirl trade. Me too, and this oh. is essentially a retelling of that. Yeah, it's very similar stuff in oh, cool. one of those issues in that first trade of that. And uh, 
but yeah, so, that, so Shiva basically is pissed that Cassie is not willing to kill. Like, you keep going for the, the weaker shots. Why aren't you taking the kill shots that are available to you? And she's like, I won't kill. And she's not very happy. She's disappointed by that. It's like, what has David Kane done with my daughter? Pathetic piece of shit. Or something to that effect. <laughs> and uh, she even breaks Batman's arm. Or, well, maybe not breaks, but she she, she beats yeah. Batman. She takes Batman. She definitely down. locks it. Yeah. But Batman's yeah. Oh, not yeah. cheery about this. He's, he's down on the ground. He's in pain. He's oh. making a grilly face. He's not happy. Uh, while, the, uh, <laughs> while the rest of the team are down the street fighting the, the goons from last, last week, uh, last issue. Mm-hmm. So, Clayface has his cool moment with those. Oh yeah, the backup. Mm. The the more I read this by Tinian, the more I love Clayface, and I never thought I would say that. Yeah, Clayface has been killing this. I'm liking yeah, this. It is weird how how good he's been. Yeah, like his put upon. They go, you know what to do. He goes, I get such a headache when we do that. <laughs> I, I I distinctly remember before this started that we were like, oh, this team looks cool, but Clayface is a bit weird. Not sure. Not sure. I really want that. Yeah. Glad to be wrong. Yeah, no. That's, it's well, that's working why out. I said I never expected I'd say that. Him yeah. making an army yeah. of clay men's pretty cool. Uh, my favorite mm-hmm. moment with him might still be the clay bat mech suit from Monster Men. That was yeah, cool. that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so we we have we have that, and we have um, them regrouping after Asriel and Batwing get taken by the League. They've been kidnapped by the Shadows, and we we get a scene of. Uh, Duke basically concerned, like worrying and asking Batwoman about about uh, if they think Azrael and Batman are even alive, and there's some of that doubt there. Uh, has, has Duke even been in this book before? No, no, I think he's been once. Really? I think I don't I think, recall uh, him. I, th- I think I remember he... the Batman Rebirth, which was a mix of the two, but I don't remember him in proper because he wasn't around for Monster Man, was he? He was, yeah. Okay. He was a monster man. Yeah, he was. Okay. <laughs> he was concerned about Gotham Girl. He was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't remember him in any of these oh, particular sure. stories in, in tech alone. Uh, yeah, I'll... I don't either. Well, have... Which is why I just he, he just popped up as like, hey, you just have to... It, it assumes that you're reading the other books and you have the knowledge, where usually when someone just pops up for the first time like this, it kind of introduces them a bit. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like he was definitely in Monster Men, so he may have been in the Monster Men issues of Tech. Perhaps, yeah. It wasn't in all of them, I don't think, but he was definitely in some of them. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so so Duke's there and he's whatever. Uh, but Kate goes goes and talks to her father, and her father, you know, he's like, uh, "Yeah, Shiva is dangerous. She could have killed me, and she didn't to make a point, but she killed like forty of my men. Uh, she's a complete psychopath." While I watched. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Well, I think I think I think we. Well, I, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I think the best part of this yeah. issue is definitely Cass and her reaction to all this. Like, obviously, it yeah. cuts to her her watching the monitor, and she like starts yeah. crying because she's just heard what an evil evil person her potential she mother is, is. and uh, she's like, "Why did it have to be her?" And Batman gives her a hug, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't think Batman got his arm broken because he's not in a sling, there, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. But I think it looks like he's just got a, got a, got him pinned down. I just had another look yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Definitely, definitely a Kimura. He tapped for sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No shoulder displacement there. Hmm. Hmm. 
Uh, but no, I, I think the fight with Shiva and uh, the, the building of that cast storyline and the her reaction at the end was definitely the highlights of the issue. Other, other than that, it was basically just the next chapter in the story, building the threat. Here's the villain. Yeah, it's it's kind of what I feel like for me at least. This is one of the weakest issues of the series yet. It has like the, the nice moment with cast at the end, but overall, I feel like it'll be fine in trade as part of the story, but as a standalone issue. It didn't do that much for me, whereas all the time before, every every other issue has given me something where I was like, "Oh, that was satisfying to read on its own." See, this is this is the funnest I've had reading Batman this year. So, so tell Connor to shut. He's got a damn mouth. Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he can he can he can disagree and he can be wrong. Because I'll say it, but. Uh, <laughs> but I just... It wasn't a bad issue. I'm not saying that. It's still fun. I just yeah. feel like I wasn't. Every other issue of, of Detective of this run has left me feeling satisfied as its own chapter, whereas this just just felt like, oh, it's it's part of the story. Will you piss off with that button? <laughs> I, so what I like is basically the League of Shadows is John Wick, right? Because anytime they get brought up, everyone's like, oh, no. So like when she has a showdown with Roz in the beginning, there's a flashback. Yeah, there's a flash. That's just how she finds out about Caspian and Gotham. There's a flashback to Raz trying right. to like negotiate, and he's like, "Yeah, like, I'll give you the time where your daughter is, then leave yeah. me alone." <laughs> but yeah, it feels like he's definitely just doesn't want to deal with them. Like he even sees that they're a threat. And this is the dude that runs the assassins, you know. Mm. Yeah, so I just I like how much of a threat they are, and they've even framed Batman for killing the mayor, which I spaced about. I still, last... I still kind of feel that's uh-huh. a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'm well, buying that. Well, no, but it'll be. But it's just it's creating an unsafe place for yeah for Batman I, and I Gotham get what... because because yeah. Gordon's on lockdown. Half the cops don't trust him because he overtrusted Batman in their eyes. So I just I like that it makes it uncomfortable. And Batman's missing two members now. Also, uh, Montoya calling Kate and giving her a heads up. By the way, we've been ordered to shoot you guys on sight. So, uh, yeah, and and this is what I like. I get what that does for the story, and I like it in itself. But I still don't really buy it. Like last issue, you guys explained it away to me. Oh, maybe those two cops just leapt to that. But it seems like most of the cops are, are on this now, and I, I don't. Well, I, I, just, think... I don't know if I buy it. I feel like Batman's earned Did... more than trust than that. I wonder. Well, did you ever read? Did you ever read Gotham Central, Connor? I've read some of it. Yeah, so I've only read the first two books in it, whatever the, those collections are. That's exactly yeah, what I've read of it. That's actually what I've read as well. Yeah, and I always just got the vibe that they tolerate Batman, but they don't necessarily like him. So the moment they can voice that he's a problem without See, Gordon going, no, no, no. Also, I, I get that they think he's a problem, but... I don't feel like they'd jump to, yeah, he actually killed the mayor. That I, seems like an extreme jump for, to I also, me. I also wonder if this is also manipulation from the shadows. Mm-hmm. Like that, it, that would that would satisfy me if, a lot more. Yeah, because who knows if they have people in the cops, too. Yeah, because the, 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 the whole thing is they infiltrate. Yeah, the whole idea they infiltrate and you never know it's them because they always pin it on someone else. Maybe there is like yep. some operatives high up in the government or the police that are sort of pushing these agendas kind of thing. Okay, that would satisfy me a lot more. As it is, it just feels a little bit weird. Eh, I don't know. It, it, 
it stuck out to me a little bit the reaction the last issue and this issue though it was never even something that popped out of my head it was just like oh they're in danger shot in sight I, I think it was well, just see, that, that was the thing it was the, the reaction and then it was like everyone on the police force seemed to buy it and was like yeah of course Batman's a killer I think I was just wrapped up in the fact that Renee was worried about Kate and she was Kate, yeah. and that was yeah. I was feeling that, was that nice. beat I was feeling that story uh, beat because in Kate's with Maggie Sawyer still right is that still or uh, not, not confirmed or is it Renee with Maggie? I can't. I don't know if I Maggie right now. Because yeah, I remember. Because I, I remember there was a big to do about Kate being with Maggie Sawyer in the New Fifty Two, and DDO broke it up because there's the whole no no relationships. Yes. So, yeah. That I, never quite finished, early I, don't know. I never finished that Batwoman series, so I can't really speak to no. any that, great. That was quite so, early on in the, the thing. series. If, if they're going to tease Renee and Kate coming back together, then hot diggity damn, because that, that's a power couple of DC that I like. <laughs> I don't even know if it needs to be a they come back together. It could be like a... It could be like this mutual, like, we always care about each other, but we're never going to be, like, yeah, the, the happy couple. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine, too. But, I just, but I like they those... have a relationship of some sort? Yeah, I like yeah. that they play off of each other well, because they're both, they're both law and order types in their own way. Yeah, if we get it, I imagine we might get something in her solo book. Yeah, it'd be a solo yeah. book if it was going to be anywhere. I think. Uh, I I can see it being what I said with the like kind of we care about each other, but we're not going to ever have a happy relationship. Yeah. But maybe once in a while they get vulnerable and they like they have sex for one night and then they, you know that's it for like two years, right? Kind mm. of thing. And like I can see them having that kind of off and on again, not re- not a real relationship, but yeah, they got something. Yeah. It feels like a complicated thing, uh, mainly because Renee's. Well, they're both complicated because Kate's hardly normal, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Renee Renee's pretty messed up. At least they both have their issues, don't they? Yeah, yeah, both both. Oh man, I, I just had a thought that what if they get to Nanda Parbat for this, and it's it's DC traditional Nanda Parbat. Uh huh. Yeah. And we get we get a question tease there. Oh. The Shadows. Oh, right. Oh, right. Okay. I see where you're going. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were like, wait, why is Renee even going there, though? There's not a reason for her. Like, oh, not right. Renee. With a league, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be Renee, is the question. As much as I love that, like, seems out of place for Rebirth. Just we can to get back to that down the line. Yeah, but, like, they have to go to Nanda Parbat, and it's, mm. you know, it's not how the Arrowverse used it, which really upset me, where it's Roz's. <laughs> stronghold you know it's this fictional city but anyways i just i just i can't think how they're going to beat the league because the league seems so powerful if they can you know infiltrate and put it on other people and well i tell you this right now the one-on-one fight with shiva is going to be Cass, and she's going to win yeah she's going to sweep the leg and she's going to win (laughs) i kind of wanted to to lose to deal with it no, like, I, I, I feel like there's a, a, a there's more story potential in that. Oh sure, okay, but what what, what I really mean, I, I don't necessarily mean a clean like everything's okay, we beat the bad guys, and I I just mean the fight that's going to stop Shiva from winning whatever she's trying to do will be cast. Like even if she loses the fight, she'll stop her from achieving so, whatever. Because that's the end somehow. They're not going to yeah. Shadow's not going to win. Well, and you take know, them I Gotham. feel like the, the ending I can see is Cassie has to has to kill someone to get Shiva to stop. 
Mm. And she'll do it, and she'll compromise her morals just to just to save everyone else, and then and then she'll have to have a, a stern talking to from Batman. Mm. So I was like thinking that Kane or Kate decides that she's gonna soldier out and just puts a bullet in Shiva, like no, not to kill her. See, I, like, that, that, not... I I specifically didn't say Cassie kills Shiva just because. Yeah. They're not going to kill someone off that early in Rebirth? No, no, no. I don't need Shiva to die. It's just like, I'm not doing this hand-to-hand stuff. I'm going <laughs> to hit you like a sniper, and that's how we're going to end this. You know? And that's... Mm-hmm. I just I just like seeing Kate doing her soldier thing, too. But that's probably more of her solo book than how, how about Detective. This? How about this, right? So, Cass fights Shiva. Shiva wins. Mm-hmm. Cass is down on the ground. We think it's all over. Mm-hmm. And then we just see Clayface form from behind Shiva and then engulf her. Oh. <laughs> It's like cool. fight this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be pretty cool. Meta humans, yeah. you can't fight well, that. You saw when they tried to stab him when the the League of Shadows like were those all League of Shadow members or were they all hypnotized? I think I think they were members. I feel like it was like a a, a trap. Okay. It was a luring. Yeah, I, I okay. figured members. It never really explained the eyes though, did it? No. Nah. Maybe they're just, just like, brushed but... over that. Maybe they fancy try to contacts stab. or something that is like for hoods. Like they've got hoods built into their right. contacts, and they can. Uh, I don't know. I'm, but I'm when stretching. they try to stab Clayface, and he he grabs the sword through him, it goes okay. <laughs> I can do this all day. Like, that was cool. Great, yeah, another great Clayface moment. Yeah, I made a clay, you idiots. Swords aren't going to yeah. work. <laughs> it it really reminds me of the uh, the Clayface boss fight in Arkham City, where you 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 attack it with a sword still. I like how Matt made a ref- wrestling reference like two minutes ago, and now Connor's like, yeah. I'm going to make a video game reference, so Matt can't get it. <laughs> I was specifically talking about Clayface still. True. You should know what a Kimura is, though, just in case you're a That, that word means nothing to me. It, it's, it's like a shoulder arm lock. Can, pretty effective. Brazilian jiu-jitsu move. Or oh, jiu-jitsu. Okay. One of the two. Hand-to-hand stuff. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's I really needed that knowledge. We Thank really, you, Matt. Connor, you should know. Someone might attack you for having no soul, and they might try to lock you in a Kimura. You need to know how to reverse it. Unless it's Brock Lesnar, and then you're just getting your shoulder broken. Oh, that's, that's just it. Batman didn't reverse it. What chance do I have? Well, because that's Lady Shiva. That's different. I doubt Shiva's coming after you. She yeah. has no need for no we're, souls. Well, I mean, yeah, because we're assuming because it takes someone like Shiva to do it to Batman in the first place. We're assuming who yeah. gets you in a Kimura lock will be as incompetent and as stupid as you. It'll be a God, Pete. That's just mean. It'll be an he opponent. One or the other, but not both. <laughs> it'll be a, an opponent worthy of your competition. <laughs> I can t- I can t- deal with that. So, what's Kevin up to? all right that's detective comics we had a weird one at the end there uh next part of league of shadows uh enjoyable yeah it's fine Uh, good uh that'll take us on to wonder woman issue 18 greg rucker writing and belquis evely on art and if i'm saying that wrong she reminded me of (sighs) i'm not saying it i'm not saying it matt if you, you, if you want to say it, you need to say it yourself. Connor, you know what it reminded me of? Connor, Go shut on. your goddamn I'm not, mouth! I'm not saying it. As <laughs> uh, soon as I read this issue, I go, oh, I'm, I'm dropping this in. So I was going to drop it into our chat, 
And I thought, oh, I'll just wait till Saturday when we record. <laughs> I almost, I almost thought, like the start of that says, I thought you said you were going to drop Wonder Woman. I'm like, what? What's going on? Oh no! Yeah, I thought, I thought as he said, definitely no. Yeah. So, so as I read this, I'm like, I'm going to drop, and I'm like, what? What was that yeah. sentence going? <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. So this is the next part of God Watch. This is the story set in the past. Oh, there was an all-time jump. Uh, the first issue of this arc was six months after uh, Wonder Woman appeared. This was another year, so this is now 18 months, as the uh, caption box uh, was so nice to tell us. Can you remember what was the time difference between year one and the truth? I think it's about five, five I was years. thinking, for some reason I had five years in my head, but then I'm thinking, yeah. did I just so make just that up? I think, I think yeah, it's yeah. a bit longer, because technically... Well, it seems like they're about to retcon the whole Justice League New 52 meeting of each other Good. anyway. But, uh, but if we're going with that it's five years ago at the start of New 52, then it would be a bit longer than five at this point. Barbara Ann talks to to Diana about a new friend. That new friend of yours, the Flash. Yeah, but I'm thinking if so, if her meeting the Flash was like because that was meant or, to be like six months to a year into like Batman's career, or whatever was right. that. Yeah, yeah. Because 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 when the new Fifty Two started and we had that, this was five years ago. Them all meeting, that was like they were all operating on their own already for a while. Yeah. So it has to be longer than five years anyway. But then you also add on the fact that we've already had all this new Fifty Two time. So yeah. I think it's more like like eight or someone at nine maybe. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out roughly kind of how long this this closes in the gap. I'm just ballparking it. I'm just ballparking yeah, yeah. Having Having said that, though, uh, I, I believe the Supergirl rebirth did mention it's only been months since she landed, so maybe New 52 didn't t- actually last over uh, that much that's, time. That's a good point. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a there, fair point. There is, I, I had five years in my head, but like, like I said, I don't know if that's just from New 52 being five years ago with that stuff at the start, or if there yeah. was actually a reason that I had that. But anyway, so it's... Uh, it, a year after the last issue, 18 months uh, since the first year one arc, and the the whole idea is that uh, Diana now is mostly learned English. She's still a little bit rough, as the odd weird phrasing. Yeah. There's a little bit in the lettering which tells you it's still kind of broken, where it's not yeah. fully lettered properly. It's just just off a little bit later in the issue. I, 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 I really it gives liked. you the idea that the pronunciation, even if it's written down well. Mm. Like that, she's struggling yeah. to say it. She's thinking of her words as she's saying them. She's not f- right. necessarily quite yeah. fluent. There's yet. a delay, but I like that. I like that. It, okay, we've had a year jump, so she can pretty much know English, but we'll have her still be a little bit rough with it. So it's not just magic. She's perfect yeah. at it now. I also I really like that the year jump. It doesn't just. There's not a caption box. It tells it through dialogue. Well, there's a caption yeah. box after that. Well, yeah, yeah, but we know it already before that matters, which which is what I like about it. Oh sure, no, no, absolutely, but because uh, it's it's almost like a twist that it's a year later. Because yeah. we, we have uh, Chase wake up her friend Adriana, who we then find out, oh no, this is just like an AI that's based on you from your like coding that was because oh, you were hooked was... up to the machine. Yeah. All very sad. But then, that was tragic. Yeah, but then she just drops the line, yeah, it's been a year since she died. And that's how you find out it's, it does a time jump. And it's like, oh, that's, that was good because it made it more of a, a beat that it was a jump, not, not, not just it happens to be a year later. Yeah. But it confirmed at the next page, it was like uh, 18 months since. She, yeah, her yeah, emergence. So you, you, but I like that it told you first through dialogue, through a, a story beat, rather than just a caption hmm. box at the start that would have negated a lot of that. Yeah, I agree. So we find out that Veronica Chase's kid is still faceless, and uh, the twins, uh, Phobos and Demos, are still making Chase do their bidding because they want to find out what Themyscira is, 
and it all kind of uh, merges with what's going on because Barbara Ann is actually going to chase, not knowing that she has anything to do with anything mm-hmm. at this point, uh, because she wants funding for uh, a new expedition, a new dig. She wants to. She's looking into Uskatarga, which we know is how she ends up being the cheetah, and yep. she she gets the funding. Chase is like, yeah, I'll give you the funding. There's something going on here, and it'll obviously be found out afterwards. But what one of the the panels of this one I really like is when she comes home to her kid again, there's a couple of great panels of her actually coming up the stairs as she hears the dialogue, like someone's talking to her daughter upstairs, and you get you get the yep. sort of the fear for her as she's like slowly coming up the stairs, and it's all dark, and yeah, it was mm. good. But, the, so that, 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 so she goes on the expedition, Diana shows up and gives her this watch, and we find out that uh, Cyber is monitoring this, and she's like, in the internet, and she can connect to everything, and she's whatever, and Wonder Woman gives gives Barbara Ann this watch. It's like a GPS watch that if you press that, and she even uh, there's a line that sort of implies that it was inspired by the uh, the Superman watch that Jimmy has. Yeah, and mm. she she uh, gives her that, and we cut to Chase and Cyber tells Chase oh, to give her this watch, and it doesn't work on phone signals because uh, they're listening in the conversation. They've got their, their phone bugged, uh, but. This this works with GPS, so this doesn't need the, the satellite or whatever. She'll get to know where she is in the jungle, no matter what. And probably my favorite page in this entire book is Chase like making the decision to tell her to make sure she doesn't get that call because it's like a series of four panels, uh, all sort of really mm-hmm. wide, thin panels, and it's raining in the window. And Chase sort of looks down, uh, shuts her eyes, looks back up, and says, "Make sure she never gets that call." Yeah. Uh, and you get the thought process through the art and how it goes and mm-hmm. it's actually really really well done uh, yeah. and I, what I like about this issue and to the extent the last issue of this arc as well is that it's really making Chase more of a character for me where I, I understand her to an extent it's making her sympathetic because at the end of the issue um, when Wonder Woman we find out that, uh, that Cyber kept Wonder Woman busy she kept causing disasters all over the planet so that Wonder right. Woman wouldn't, wouldn't just be going to check on her naturally uh, because for whatever reason the twins want the, the cheetah thing to go through. They seem to want the bad mm. thing to happen. And so when Wonder Woman shows up on in the jungle and Cheetah's there and she's fully transformed and she's pissed at Wonder Woman for not for abandoning her, for not being there to answer the call, uh, she, she's obviously in her evil side now, if you will. Uh, she's not in a good place. Oh, but, heartbreaking. But, heartbreaking. But we, even more heartbreaking, I almost think, is it cuts back to Chase and Chase is like, they're not even going to keep the promise and give him my daughter's face back. And she's holding her daughter who's not got a face and she's like, what have I done? And I'm like, man, you're so sympathetic and you seem so evil in the present day story. I'm wondering what happens. How do you get to that? It's like she seemed evil, like, okay, she's going to do this, clearly. But then she she was clearly being blackmailed into it. She was considering it in the the panels in the windows that we talked about. Mm -hmm. And it was, she's sympathetic then. And then she has this moment where she's just breaking down in tears with, with her daughter. And then it's like, how do we get from here to... Straight up evil psycho bitch. The, the whole thing feels like a tragedy where on, on both sides where she's been forced into this hole where she has to do this. She has to manipulate these other events, which gives you this tragedy of Barbara Ann, which obviously affects us even more given that we've had this, the, the opposite side of the story where she's become cheetah again in the last which issue. Which actually, what I really liked here is it knows you've read that so you don't see the cheetah transformation. We saw that in the last issue. I it may have been in the present yeah. day, but we saw the exact transformation. So the fact that we just see her come out of the cave as Cheetah, it's, we saw what happens in there mm-hmm. last last issue. And what I like as well is that would work on its own anyway, because like, oh, she's in the shadows and she comes out. Yeah. 
I don't necessarily have to do the whole werewolf style changing scene. Tense, yeah. But but like you're right, we did get that last week, so we don't have to. If we got it again, it'd just be it'd feel repetitious. It'd feel like it would. So yeah, no, no. Trust the reader enough to let uh, Evely do that, and and so there's like no dialogue there. I mean, it's Diana reacting, but it's more on the page than you know in the art than it is anything. Yeah. So that's just trust on all sides from Rucka and just how great of a writer he is. Like I, I shouldn't be surprised because I don't think he's ever written anything that I haven't liked. But like he's essentially writing two Wonder Woman books right now, and I love both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this uh, is kind of like having action and Superman in, in the way that he's treating these stories, where they're two separate stories, but they're still kind of playing into each other at the right times. Right? Yeah. If Earth it's just like, ah, but shucks, like, though you wish that Wonder Woman and, well, if we had two, the other one would be what, Sensation? Sensational yeah. Comics? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, he's like, ah, oh, but could we not have both of those double shipped? <laughs> so, like action yeah. and detective and Superman and Batman, like, like those, so we had one a week. But hey, you know what? The fact that it's such high quality, it's been very consistent high quality, uh, but like I said, no, I, the emotion was just through and through this, and you, mm-hmm. you, you had that in your pit of your stomach as well. Like at the start of the issue, when Barbara Ann's talking to Diana, and she's like, "Oh, I'm going in this, and don't worry, I'm just going off to meet about this." And she mentions Uskartaga to uh, Chase, and the whole time, like between the Diana scene and the scene with Chase, you know where this is going. You know she's doomed, and yep. we care. It's Rucka's... tragic because we've seen how this ends at the start of this series, yeah. and Rucka has mm-hmm. made us care about Barbara Ann. Yep. Through issue eight, Matt. Yes, issue eight was a big part of that. Just just, there's a there's a pause there, just waiting for Matt Uh, to go, and that's because of issue uh, uh, eight. (laughs) Have to. It's it's. But uh, this was another. Also, did you pick up on what the twins were saying about how the other gods have imprisoned Ares on with the Amazons, and that's why they want to get there. Uh, so I, I, I'd forgotten about it until was... you just said it. So, but do continue. <laughs> so it's, it's all very interesting. Yeah. So when when they're, I can't remember if they're if they're talking to her daughter or to Chase herself, but they said, you know, about the gods and the patrons, and whatnot, that they're not they're not like you and me, or they're not like you. They're not quite like me. They're different. I think that was Wonder Woman that said that. So that sets that up. Right in the beginning. Just ringing a bell to any of you guys? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, okay. They're talking about how Ares is locked up on on, on Themyscira, mm-hmm. and they want to free him. But it not that right. where we set up? I don't, I don't know if it was in this or it was in the New Fifty Two, maybe uh, during during Azarella's run, where Az- uh, where Ares was in prison there and he broke out. No, 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 he wasn't because he was on the whole Olympus stuff with Azarello was completely different. There was no. Ares was was Diana's like mentor in Azrael's run, right. and it was it was the death of Zeus that you know yeah, pushed yeah. everything forward, and they wanted the heir, and Ares didn't want it because he's already too world weary, and that's mm. how Diana ends up becoming the god of war. This takes it like that's the reason why when you leave Themyscira you can't come back because like the stakes are too high for anybody else finding it, and I thought that was really interesting considering. That's what she's doing uh, with Godwatch in the present day is they're trying to get to Themyscira. 
Yeah. And she has the two dogs, Phobos and Demos. Uh, it's a really yeah. long long game plan, this, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got yeah, something yeah. thought. I, I, it's funny thinking back to when this all started. And we're like, oh, maybe he's only got 12 issues and then he's off the book. Well, he clearly had a much longer plan than that. He's, yeah. I don't even feel like he'll be done at 24. Like, when that'll be like when these two arcs well, end. I feel like there's at least another set of two to it go It feels like it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it, this is what Aaron Thor felt like when it first started, where you're kind of like, oh, okay, this will be a fun little run. And then he just starts dropping these little tidbits and tying stories back into other stories. And you're like, oh, this is going to go on for a while. I tell you and, what, and, this is going to be a fantastic big omnibus uh, in a few years' time when right. it's all, all said and I, done. I could see it being just the, the three three arc, you know, three sets yeah, of yeah. two. I can see that being the complete story. Oh, but even that'll still be, that's still 36 issues, give that's or a take. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's hefty still. Yeah. yeah. That's hefty. But. You know, I said this during Azarello, his run, that it's the most I've ever cared about Wonder Woman, but I'm liking this story better because it's not as, you know, with the new gods, I can't think of the right term. It's not disconnected. This still feels well, just like Azarello stuff for a lot of it, it was great, but it felt like it was just off on its own thing. It, was, it didn't yeah, become relevant of, to anything else. Yeah, standalone and the stuff he was doing with the gods was just, I don't want to say fantastical because we're talking about. It kind of was, though. It was new gods versus old gods. Yeah, and here it's just a very straight-up story of of kind of good versus evil and what that means and who fits into what side. Because, like Pete was saying, in that first arc where we get to know Kale, you're thinking, like, oh, yeah, no, she's female Lex Luthor. Like, yeah, she, she, she just she, wants to destroy Wonder Woman. Yeah, she seems two-dimensional. She seems very, I'm a, yeah. you know, if I wasn't a woman, I'd be twirling my mustache kind of thing. Yeah. Yet you see her here, and she has reasons for all of this, and it's almost the longer that she's messed around with Wonder Woman, the worse she's gotten. And so yeah. she can directly blame Wonder Woman. And it's, it's kind of doing that with, with Barbaran as well. It's like yeah. the, the reason why she became so villainous is, is yep. a very personal vendetta with, exactly. with Diana. So I guess you could say this story is definitely more personal on those levels for each of the characters. And each of the characters aren't just these big, broad interpretations. They actually feel like Real yeah, people. I think they I think you're right. Azarello's was very here's a big theme and let's tackle yeah. that. Whereas this is much more human. Yeah, yeah. Which, that that appeals a lot more to me. I think. Uh, me too. Of the two. Me too. Yeah. And I like I like I still like Azarello's, but looking back on it, I I prefer this. And now I'm definitely gonna go look at uh, Rucka's Wonder Woman stuff from before. Yeah. With Ferdinand and and the UN. Because I got enough. If it's this quality, it's why haven't I read the, the first? Yet? The first big trade is out. Uh, I think the second one's coming later this year. You know I got that up. trade when it released, and I still haven't yeah. even touched it. Well, get on it, James. And it was a while ago now. I know. Yeah. You, you could be dropping Ferdinand facts on us. Well, I could. <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know how much he's in that first trade, admittedly. Well, I have no idea, but. True. <laughs> <laughs> he might barely be in that one. But I should really read it. Yeah. Maybe 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 before the next issue. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm gonna try and fit in a trade actually, like every week, like on the on the off season, if you will, between like after the show when I've got no more weekly books to read, I'm gonna try and fit in a trade each week and try and I've been doing do really that. well like recently. Like I, I did like five trades this week. Which is to say you just got a Nintendo Switch and somehow you're I that's wish. no that's that's I how wish I'm I had doing that it. much time. Right, that's how I'm doing it. Because normally uh when I'm not on Whatever, I'm just kind of sat in here on my computer doing whatever. But I'm, I'm out Porn. there playing on the Switch and playing Zelda. And then 
and then the girlfriend's like, well, uh, I want to go. I was like, all right, fine. And uh, and other controllers and do whatever. And I can't be bothered to walk back in here and go on my computer and do stuff. So I kind of just stay sat in there and read comics on my tablet. Um, I just build up comicsology and going, oh, okay, what trades have I got? So I've got through a lot this week because of that. So the reason for that, uh, for people who want a you know, too long, didn't read version, was Connor is so lazy that he doesn't want to even walk through to another room to go back to his computer. It's about, it's about 15 feet. That he'll just that. sit where he is and read comics because it happens to be in, within arm's reach. I also want to point hey, out that I once heard from... the comics read. I also once heard from Connor that he didn't want to do something because he didn't want to lift his arm to move the mouse. I'll do it later when I feel like moving my arm is a is a statement that I once heard from him. Do you know so. what? I stand by it. <laughs> it was All valid right. then, it's valid now. That'll take us on to The Flash, issue 18. Joshua Williamson writing and Jesus Marino on the art. And this is the start of the, the uh, Sins of the Father arc that's going to focus on Wally looking for Daniel West. And it sort of ties into him breaking into... Uh, Iron Heights last last time we seen him, uh, which which was kind of separate from everything else in the last arc. That was just like a little seed for this one, and we have some seeds of things that might be happening in this one. We have Barry and Iris with Wally and Barry's dad for dinner, and Barry's dad brings up, oh, "You need to tell me uh, who you've told about what you do uh, in that costume because I might mention <laughs> yeah. it by accident." So I've got a funny feeling that at the very least he's <laughs> going to reveal himself to Wally at the end of this. That sounded really dodgy. I, I think he needs. I think with the whole, with the whole, they don't call him the Flash for no stuff. reason, guys. Yeah, but yeah, with with the whole theme of, of fatherhood in this one, I mean, it starts with Barry's dad. Hmm. Like, hmm. oh yeah, I feel yeah like that's definitely Wally's intentional. Gonna yeah. need, yeah, Wally, Wally's gonna need that father figure, so he's gonna have to. Yeah, and he thinks but, it's yeah. Daniel, and that's why he's looking for him. But he's gonna turn yeah. to Barry yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, so, that's, so that sets all that up I've got all that at the start and uh, it, it basically Flash as Flash with Kid Flash go to Belle Reeve because that's where Wally's found out that his dad was transferred to and I found out by the way uh, that he was actually in New Suicide Squad in New 52 uh, I, yeah I, yeah I remember that I heard, I heard this I never read that so this was new, this was new information to me. I think I read like an issue or two because every time they relaunched it or put a new team on it I tried it alright okay and there was only like one point out of the entire run. It, was like, it lasted for four issues that it was good. <laughs> and that was, that was when it was caught was on it. And he literally had like four issues and then he pissed yeah. off. And it was fantastic. Yep. Oh, well. But they go to Bill Reeve. Anyways. And one thing, as uh, Flash mentions, oh yeah, I had a run with this place a while ago. Uh, it can't be good if this is where we're going. And Kid Flash is like, uh, when was this? And then Flash gets very meta and says, ah, oh, a few Wednesdays ago. Mm. That was pretty great. Was pretty, it, was. And it was like a joke on the the TV show. Actually, uh, Cisco at one point said, uh, "Oh, we fight a new meta human every other Tuesday." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so great lines, great great meta gotta, lines. I gotta get caught up on Flash. But they're going to Bell Reeve, and they they're getting around the defenses. They can't use Wally can't phase through things yet, so they're having to right. sort of sneak past things. But they get caught. And Amanda Waller shows up, and it felt very in continuity because everything about this felt like, well, thank you for your service uh, dealing with Maxwell Lord, uh, Flash, but uh, you have to leave now, or you could be imprisoned and seen as an enemy mm. of the state, and blah blah blah. Uh, but no, all, all of it felt like it was 
deeply in continuity and kept that event as part of the what had just happened. Even to the point when Barry says, all right, if we ever... They're denying that he was ever there, but they're denying that Daniel West was ever in Belle Reve. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find out... Matt, your mic's going, by the way. Uh, if they ever want to find out, we'll have to ask someone who was in Belle Reve. And then it cuts to Captain Boomerang, which is great, because he's someone who's on the Suicide Squad, but who's connected to the Flash. And yeah. they, they go to Australia to find Boomerang, who's there on a mission for Waller. And we get some comedy from him. But uh, this was... I thought this was a really yeah. good issue, actually. And do, do you know what I liked about it? I actually quite liked the art. Because I'm going to go with the opposite. I completely hate the art. I, I knew... Really? I, I thought you might yeah. have said that. Do you know what I like about the art? I like how old school it is for Flash. I like how bulky it is. I like the, the deeper colour. It's not as uh, bright and... I don't smarty. mind the colouring, but it just it feels completely misproportioned. for like, You know the, the page where you have the two of them running with the lightning down the middle? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, the proportion. It's It's ugly. Is, is the only word I have for it. Well, I I actually agree with you in a weird way, but I like how old school it feels. But it doesn't feel intentional to me. It, it just feels like that he's it wasn't good enough. Uh... I thought it didn't bother me as much. I just turned the page, it was fine. Yeah. Like... I, I really <laughs> didn't like the art in this. Oh, no, I, and, then, I, and then I had I the, the really that. jarring colour shift. Like, when, when they were in Belle Reve, the, I think it might have been a completely different colorist. I'm not sure, but the the reds and the yellows are suddenly much brighter and they're popping out compared to the first half of the issue. Uh, I did not have an issue with that, uh, but I no, I actually really liked that. I I liked how different it felt from the stuff I've been seeing. Not, not that I've disliked that. I've been praising a lot of uh, the art that we've had in Flash, but I don't know. I appreciated the bulky. I almost looked like he was wearing the '90s TV. Uh, suit at times with the the bulkiness mm-hmm. of it and the way the the horns were kind of sticking out just a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. I was I was into it. I don't know. Just it, it, his chest. Like, it's something like that. That page sums it up. His chest is off. His legs are off. Everything is just misproportioned, and it was it felt ugly and wrong. Jesus and Christ! I, I Tell us know. how you really feel, Connor. Don't hold back. I, I don't hold I back. I really didn't like the art in this issue. Actually, I just, I just not at all. It made it almost a chore to read at points. Like, I was like, I'm really enjoying the writing. I, I like everything it's doing. But most of the art, I was just like, I do not like this at all. Uh, well, I mean, Ali, I actually liked it, but I certainly would highly disagree with it being a chore because of the art. Certainly, I would. Yeah. Oh, there was multiple that. times where I was just completely taken out by the art, and I was like, ugh. I know. It, just, I, I it, it, it killed the experience for me. Remember, everyone, this is someone that couldn't be bothered to go back to his computer. <laughs> That oh. has no relevance on this. I'm or just even saying. Left his arm to the I'm, mouse. Connor. I'm, I'm talking I'm talking when you say that it was a chore. Yeah. That's that's what I'm referring to. That's true, yeah, that's relevant. Yeah. But that's that's a physical chore. This is a mental chore. It's uh, completely different. My my I'm brain is, is extremely sharp. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I am uh I'm just happy to read Williamson's Flash. I get more caught up in the story than the art. Especially when it's not Gia Domenico. Do you know so, what I feel like, Matt? I feel like as it goes on, it feels more and more like an actual Flash run. And I know that seems like a really weird thing to say. I feel no, I, I enjoyed the first arc, and I enjoyed uh, a lot of what we've had. And I definitely enjoyed the Rogue stuff even more than I did the mm-hmm. first stuff. But I feel like as he's going on, it's like he's finding his footing, and he's really getting a, more of a feel of who, what the characters should sound like and how the plot should progress. Mm-hmm. Where at this point, it feels... You know, because the first arc, while good, did occasionally feel like... This is a new version of the Flash, where it feels like he's settling more into what well, the a Flash yeah. comic should feel like. That was really Williamson's first superhero work, because he had mainly mm. done his creator-owned. 
Yeah, because I definitely had some problems more than you guys at the start. Yeah. And those problems are certainly not there now. It's definitely settled into yeah. to being a, a flash run. And I think a big part of that is building a relationship with Wally, building a relationship with Iris, having that supporting cast feel a bit more ingrained into Barry's life. And it, it just it mm. feels like it's it feels like it's hitting, hitting, hitting a nice stride. Uh, I don't know if I'll actually enjoy it more than the Rogues arc, because Rogues are great. And that's hard. Well, this has got to be a really short arc, right? Because... The button's coming up. Yeah, that's just two or three issues, presumably. Yeah. Three, probably. Same three? Yeah, three. Three. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Assuming there's not a... 20... Yeah. 21? The button starts? Yeah. yeah. Assuming there's not a, like, a, a one-hour after this and it's just a two-parter. But Which it could be. It could be. Uh, we could actually just check the solicits and find out. But why do that? That's, why? that's cheating. Yeah, love life dangerously. Speculation is key. But yeah, I hear what you're saying about it being a proper flash run, and he waited. I think it was smart, Williamson, waiting to, you know, he gave us Godspeed first, and then we get the rogues, and anyone familiar? Like, he's slowly tipping his toes in the water. It, it made it feel like he wasn't sure of what it was, so he wanted yeah. to do his own thing first, but he, he didn't dare do the rogues until right. he had a handle on it. Right. Yeah. And now he's getting Boomerang, and it seems like we're building to Thon. So, because I keep teasing that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we're expecting Thon and uh, a certain crossover soon, aren't we? Uh, exactly. Right. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays into things. Uh, not a lot of fun with this issue. I, I think Flash is. Uh, it's it's running along nicely. Uh, <laughs> help I, I, I am really glad you groaned before you said that because <laughs> if you'd said that with a straight face. Then, um, yes. So that's the Flash issue eighteen. It was good and fun and so I don't. I, I feel like I've edited every issue here. It was good. It was fun. It was so. But they have been. It was, it, so far, we've not had a misplaced step for me. Yeah, and yeah. Connor's been a negative Nancy over there, but for me, I've been. I just, I've been happy I, just, at the, the, uh, I, I love the story. I thought it was very good. I was just the especially the colors. Like I, I like. You said, oh, they were muted. That's fine. It was when, it, for four or five pages, they were just suddenly much brighter costumes, and it felt really jarring to me. Weren't they out, out at like, night, though, and then they were in like, the bright little But But even facility. when you see it before, like, um, before that, where, you know, you got the lightning storm going around them, and it's still dull there, where it's clearly brightly lit around them. All right, I never noticed. I'm, I'm not... I don't know. It just, it felt off to me. I don't know. I, I like the old school look to the art uh, this week, but hey. That'll take us on to Justice League of America issue 2. Steve Orlando writing and Philippe Watanabe on art. Uh, so this is the next part. Connor dropped this. Yeah, I can't be negative about this one. Basically, uh, I, I know I said... <laughs> but you're going, to, you're said, going to be negative anyway! You, no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. I know I said, oh, I think I'm going to read the next one. I came to do it and I went, I don't want to read this. So I didn't. That I, as, I've hit that point. That counts as negativity. Well, I'm not going to be negative about the issue itself. <laughs> I, I can't comment on it. So just... negativity. Uh, actually, see if Connor's been lazy and dropped a book, he's going to get his button on while we're talking about it, Matt. You cool with that? It's not lazy. It's just I didn't enjoy the last two, and I came to read it, and it's like, I don't like this. Why Why? Why would I put myself through this? This There'd be no point, because I would just be negative, and that's not fun for anyone. Well, it might be. I don't know. But it's not fun for me. <laughs> 
No, I, I have to listen to you be negative for the last uh, hour. Yeah, I agree. Not fun for anyone. Matt, uh, <laughs> you read this, yes? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Now, um, I thought it was okay. Uh, much like the first issue, I think uh, it's kind of just a generic feeling arc for a Justice League team. Yeah, I don't know why this has gotten such a spotlight post-Justice League Suicide Squad. Mm. It just, it feels very forced. It, do, you know what, do you know what I feel like? I feel like it's doing very similar things to the main Justice League book and that it's doing these big stories that feel kind of generic. I think it's better written than that. It's not as tedious to read as uh, Hitchie's No, but there's certain character stretch. stuff in here that, that is just driving me nuts. And it's not even the, the superhero team. It's it's Orlando, and I generally like Orlando, but I kind of feel he's just throwing stuff at a wall. Like oh, yeah. this Lord Havoc stuff, such a weird direction to go for the first arc. It is. That is my biggest problem with it, is I feel like this was a really weird choice for the... And I, I can't help but wonder, because I'm really loving what he's doing in Supergirl, right? I think Supergirl's Me done too. nothing but get better. And I feel like this might almost be a... Because I, I compared this to maybe like Green Lanterns, but we just talked about how Flash kind of found its footing later. I'm wondering if mm-hmm. this is kind of the similar thing where he's... Before he gets to the meat of it that we actually want to explore with the team kind of learn each other and that kind of stuff. Because... I just... I still don't get... You have Batman makes such a big deal that there needs to be a human Justice League. And then you bring these villains in that are basically human. So... I are don't. They, I don't understand what he's trying to achieve. Are the are the villains basically human? He, uh, Lord Havoc was born in that country, just on another oh, world. Oh sure, but I, I mean in the sense that they're very larger than life and have ridiculous. Like, because like you've got one well, one of the guys is like riding a giant bat. Yeah, well you have Lobo. Like, oh sure, <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> we've spoken about how Lobo is kind of the odd one out in, a, in the on a the living team. being of light. Like I just. It's just so weird. Like I almost, I almost would expect Orlando to tackle. Um, what was that team with Manchester Black? They did Superman was the Elite. Oh, the Elite. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would almost wonder if that would have been a better, like a team like that, would have been a better foil. But would than that have felt too easy? Interdimensional. Hmm. It, sometimes easy's not bad, you know. And you it's, could really focus on the characters. It's kind of a similar thing in a weird way, although obviously this it's more straight dictatorship, but this country kind of wants yeah. a dictatorship because they want the security. Right. Uh, and we, we kind of, obviously, the, the two main things that happen is that Batman was going to surrender himself, and because Havoc was negotiating, one of his henchmen looks like, I'm sick of this, we weren't supposed to negotiate, and he throws a fit, but then Havoc kills him. Like, any more people unhappy with how I'm doing things? Uh, it's just kind of a you know generic villain power play kind of moment. Uh, but the, the way the issue ends is basically the government of this country have actually said, you know what, yeah, we want Havoc to rule us, and Havoc becomes the, the the leader. Well, that's also because his people have also kind of gotten to the people oh, sure, yeah. in the country. You know, As with any dictatorship, it's not like unanimous. It's not like everyone's right. wanting this. But And you have, you have the, the showdown with the Justice League of America yeah. with, with them because that death bat character is chasing yeah. refugees out. Because the, yeah, they show up to deal with him, and then the actual army of the country show up and say, "No, stand right. down! This is an act of war. If you try and right. stop this, so so we leave in this weird place where the Justice League are working with a general, 
and they're just like, like, well, we're going to have to treat this differently than fighting alien invaders or whatever. We're going to have to help the people get their country back, is kind of where it's going. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, okay, sure. I, I'm, so I'm like a suicide very political, isn't it? It's very political. This is very, you know, arming the the rebel forces to overthrow a a government that is perhaps not as lawful as it should be. Yeah, yeah, it's hitting on these things, and you, you get that that's maybe why he wants to tell this story. I think it's a weird choice for the first arc. I think the villains aren't yeah. that good, and that's the biggest problem I'm having with it. I'm still going to read it because I I think it's, it's still easy enough to read. It's it's not. Like I don't read it and go, oh, this is difficult to follow, or it's a chore to get through. It, it kind of flows well enough. I'm just, I'm, I'm reading it, hoping that when we get to like arc number two, he, he'll get to properly explore the team members and have them bond, and we get that because that's why it reminds me a little bit of Green Lanterns in that way. We, were, we really weren't into that whole Red Lantern stuff, but then when it took time to slow down and give us some Jessica and Simon actual bonding and learn them as characters that's what i'm kind of looking forward to with this i think my concern is as a justice league book uh editorial might mandate it has to stay with these big stories it might not get the time to have these pure quiet well, you, issues that green maybe, has but... had. yeah but you can also still do that hand in hand like uh, you could still have have a sequence of canary and vixen yeah you know yeah. with their yeah, they're doing stuff my, just... my favorite moment of the issue might have been a like black Carrie calling batman out and he's shit and he's like wait you're going to surrender why were you doing that tell me you're i'm here to make you honest be honest yeah. damn it well i also like them helping clean up the city that got destroyed because they're heroes and that's what heroes do yeah they you don't know? make like, out with the uh, lowest lane while people are dying around them and screaming in pain right exactly so i still like that orlando is making them heroes i just such a weird story, and I'm I am gonna give it till the next arc. Yeah, just because you know. But I it's, think it's worth it. I think I, Orlando's been good enough otherwise, and I don't think it's like difficult to read. That it's worth sticking no, with till then. I definitely didn't jump to read it like I did other things. Oh yeah, or like I did the yeah. first, like I did the Rebirth issue, and and even the first issue. This I waited. Yeah, just for, for me, it's definitely in the Green Lantern's first arc kind of territory right now. Yeah. And hopefully it can do what that didn't grow and become something better afterwards. I just, I wish they had a prime spotlight Justice League book right now. Like, it's kind of weird that they don't. Which, which, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird that we thought, oh, maybe that's will be the flagship one because Justice League yeah. definitely isn't. And then it's kind of not. It's, it's kinda clearly not. It's its own quirky team thing that they're going to go for. And that's fine, right. but I'm like, where's, just, your, where's your Justice League flagship thing? And I, Again, you, you had to call it Justice League of America and not... Batman and the Outsiders, or just the Outsiders, like... It feels like they just wanted the name on that one. Even Justice League International would have worked, I think, for this one. Or that, too. It just feels, given that the JLA name seemed like they wanted to make it more important than it appears to be. So, and you can't give it Justice League, because that's already being taken. Oh, I wonder if they're almost saving, like, Justice League for events. Instead of having, like, a flagship Justice League book, they'll save it for... Events like you know we had yeah. versus Suicide Squad. Which, maybe the summer event is a is a Justice League, and that's all they show up for as as the important. Admittedly, bits. I actually think that's how it should be done. In all honesty, I think that because Justice League ongoing, yeah. and we kind of we're kind of seeing this problem with the, the main Justice League book is to make it feel like a threat for the Justice League, they have to be this big, and it just feels kind of repetitive and like oh, that's another big thing that the Justice League will have to. Whereas if you save it just for the events, where it's the big things that bring yeah. everyone together, it feels more like a big deal. And it, so yeah, maybe maybe that's what you. 
what you do. It, it's. I think we're just so conditioned to have a flagship Justice League book at the minute that it feels weird that we don't. Even yeah, though well, that it's... feels like maybe that's the approach they're taking. Hmm. I know. Once we get a Justice Society book, I'll I'll be fine. I think. Yeah. Well, okay. Then. then you get because just... then you get a team book that you enjoy reading because they're a team, and not that you know. Does the, the threats aren't what is what's important there they, at all? It's exactly. It's it's, the, it's not about the story. It's the about dynamics. The, the relationships of the characters. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Which I think this could become that. It just needs to. It's just this first start of giving us this generic. Maybe, maybe if it does, I'll go back and catch up. Yeah. But I just. It, it gives me no motivation to okay. want to read it right now. Yeah, I still I don't understand what Orlando's doing, and not in one of the Morrison ways of oh well, this might all come together. It's just why, like I, why Lobo, why the Ray, like I don't. <laughs> oh, I get the Ray. I definitely get the Ray. We talked about this before, but I get the Ray as an inclusion. Lobo's the only one for me that sticks out as being. Okay. Well, I'm saying, like, we thought it was gonna be a flagship, and you put Lobo. Oh, and the sure, Ray on there. sure. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Such a strange yeah. book. Do you know what the book needs? Martian Manhunter. Boom. Fixed. Right. Um, I wouldn't say fixed. Oh, Supergirl, yeah. Would help, but fixed is maybe a little extreme. Give us, give us that Cry for Justice vibe team where where there are kind of outcasts and people you wouldn't expect, but they build off of that. You know, you had Captain Marvel Jr. on that team and Supergirl and and um, the Golden Gorilla, Congo Bill. Like, that was a deep cut. Why? All right, uh, I think that'll take us on to Titans number nine, Dan Abnett writing and Brett Booth on art. This is the second part of the Made in Manhattan story. Uh, what, was, what was the subheading for this one? Buzzkill, I think. I think so. I'm noticing the buzz puns in the, the title uh, screen. I, I feel like after that episode of Harrow, I'm far more aware of bee puns everywhere now. <laughs> hey, they haven't done it. it. They haven't did, done the actual. Did Queen show up or did Bumblebee? On Arrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not watching. I don't know. Who was it? I can't remember because it was shit. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask Pete because you're usually three sheets in by the time. So. Some She controlled little nano robot bees. So probably Insect Queen then. She wasn't called that though. She was never named I don't that. Know. Did they give her a name? I don't think That's so. That's probably who the character is based on. Don't know. Can't Anyways, Titans. Yeah, uh, Titans. I got uh, confused on this. Really? Because I had thought that. Well, yeah, because the end of the last issue, I thought they'd given Bumblebee powers, right? Like, oh, cool. Sure, they, they had powers. Some huh? Sure, they had powers. She did. Yeah, she was developing powers. That's that's. She she got her first like jolt of them during a uh, Titans Hunter, if I remember correctly. Yeah, see, I don't I don't remember the the powers. I just remember her being there for Mal. But anyways, so when she showed up at the end of the last issue, and then the whole plot of this is that they're taking powers away from people and maybe putting them in other people, mm-hmm. yet hers is a power suit? Well, because so, like, they were doing both. Remember, that was the whole thing, is we can either help you develop your powers or we can take them away. That was like the, the big selling point of the, the company. Right. But they didn't give her powers in this one because the way that they treat the giving of powers when... I think it was Arsenal finds that because they figure out that the guy that they all teamed up against in downtown 
and brought down during last issue. Yeah. He he had received powers from them, but it wasn't exactly on the up and up. And everyone was kind of surprised that Meta was giving powers, not just oh, yeah, removing well, them. I, I think the twist there was that like when they take powers from someone, they're actually keeping them and giving them giving to other people. Else. Yeah. Right, but then, so that's what I thought they were doing with Bumblebee, but turns out hers is just a suit. That's where the majority of her powers are coming from. Well, I think the suit was helping her control the powers rather than the suit M- giving maybe her powers. Maybe enhance, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was, like yeah, let, so let, just, it was like letting her drive her powers, I guess. You know, it was, it was like a controller for yeah, them, if that, you will. That was the only thing that got me, because I loved Flash and, and Nightwing. Oh, God. See, see when uh, Nightwing said, or the Flash said to Nightwing, do you want to be brave and bold? I'm like, oh, yep. that's really good. That, that was the best bit of the issue. The, it's it's the best Booth's art look as well. It's You know yeah. that panel where it's, it's Nightwing jumping out and you got Wally running at the bottom? Uh, that oh, page no. is fantastic. Yeah, them teaming up to sneak in and the other guys being back at the comms, all that was fun. It feels more like a Titans team book now. Yep. Uh, I also really liked how they figure out that there's uh, lies going on, because like, Roy's like, look, I had addiction, and I, I oh. fought through this, yeah. and and like the, someone jumps in and says, yeah, so maybe we should give them the benefit of doubt, and he's like, no, wait, I didn't finish. This is too yeah. quick. It took me years to get through this. I'm we, not trusting them because I know better because I've been in that spot. Yeah, we thought that yeah. we thought that giant red-headed bastard like two weeks ago. He was evil. Yeah. It, it was Dick that he cut off that, yeah. that yeah. said that, which is why I liked it because it's just that Dick is that he is that trusting person that he's yeah. willing to give them that benefit. Optimist. Of the doubt. He's an optimist. Yeah, yeah. And, well, that's why him and Wally hit it off so well, and that's why they're always in opposition to Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, I, all all that was working for me, and even uh. Garth was cracking me up. That running joke where he just wants to run in and punch them. Yeah. Uh, every yeah. time. Like, and then, first, first and then time we go in funny, and we but, punch them. Yeah. The yeah. first time wasn't that funny, but then he, he did it again, uh, and then people were getting annoyed at him, and then it started being funny. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I, was, I was down for that. Uh, so, no, I, I thought it was a. I, I'm enjoying this arc. I, I really am. I, obviously, I really like that issue with Superman that was between the arcs. But I, th- yeah. I think this arc is definitely again finding its footing, and it feels more like a team book, and it feels like feels like Abnet's really hitting what the, the Titans book should feel. Still wish we get someone other than Booth. I mean, I, I praise that one page, but you know the, the the bit where they're all sitting around the table having that debate. Yeah, yeah it's really See, hard. Here's, here's my thing with Booth. I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's just not my taste in art. So, you know, it's it's serviceable in the right spots. Like. Anytime he draws a, a draws a flash, mm. I enjoy it because his his art has this energy to it, you know. So when things are in yeah. motion, but like Connor said, when they're sitting around the table, he just he can't do faces that well. I don't yeah. think it's to show to show emotion and to show conversation. So it suffers these smaller moments that should be the the emotional core. Whereas the the stuff in in action looks great. Yeah, it definitely. I think it balls Connor the most out of us because Connor sounds like he struggles. <laughs> Uh, I, I never don't struggle. struggle. It just it always annoys me. Like it, it's uh, a the, chore, the one, Matt. It's a chore. It's, it's for not me. that much. It's not that bad. It was uh It's actually that panel of Roy uh, saying he's not finished. You know, mm-hmm. he, he kind of like stands up, and it, it just looks really awkward. Well, is is put, how it looks. He leaves the goggles on, and you want eyes. You know, they say the eyes are the windows to the soul, right? Yeah, and then he but, it's, it's it's the way his mouth soul? is. With he's the ginger. Goggles, it just looks weird. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't have a soul. Is is this the only team book like ever that that has more than one ginger? Does Riverdale count? Well, they're not a team. 
Yeah. There are two other. There are detective team. Uh, Jock and Betty have been investigating. Because you, you've got you've got hey, Lilith to, as well. Yeah, you've got three in here. I didn't know. <laughs> I do apologise, Matt. I've spoiled too much. I've said too much. No, it's fine. It's fine. But still, I was just I wanted to throw that out. I'm too behind still. That's what happens when you decide to watch something with your wife. And she's like, oh, I don't want to watch it, and then you start watching it, and now she makes you wait. So yeah, I'd be caught up if not for that. But anyways, uh, yeah. yeah, three genders. You have Omen and yeah. Wally and Arsenal. Jeez, that's half the team, isn't it? That's half the yeah. team. Well, I don't know if I like this book that much anymore. Too much. Too much. Grounds for a drop in, I think. <laughs> no, I'm actually really liking Titans. I I, I always uh, look forward a, to it. It's a fun read every yeah. every time. Yeah. I guess the the Fatal Five stuff has a little, little Fearsome Five. You mean? Yeah, Fearsome Five. I always uh, the alliteration gives me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That, that, I enjoyed them sneaking in. Obviously, we ended with a cliffhanger. Uh, so, uh, Simon, that's with a P, uh, yeah. he, he, there's someone they're working for, there's someone he's answering to, and they're saying, oh, this this new, this Bumblebee, she's going to be the breakthrough we need to do, whatever their evil plans are. We don't know what that is. It, we don't know who, who the figures are, but... It better be Hive. <laughs> it better be Hive because of what Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah, I can see where you're going there, Matt. I can see where you're going it there. It better be. And like, I'm not even being funny. I just with with the Titans and their history with Hive and it would work with the Fierce on Five both levels. With Hive, it does. But the fact that Abnett's making Bumblebee the key to it, I hope he has that. Maybe, sense maybe of humor. that's actually a clue. Yeah, it's it supposed to be a hint as to that this is where mm-hmm. it is going. So the other cliffhanger, of course, is that so Dick and Wally go in quietly because they're just, they, he's fast and Dick's stealthy, so they can they right. go and recon the building and. Uh, they'll, they'll lose comms and then they get really concerned when Lilith can't actually psychically kick link to them there's like a, something blocking her connection so the Titans speed off to go help and they don't quite get their time like they're still en route at the end of the issue but Bumblebee gets concerned as well and feels bad that she is kind of the cause of everything that's going on so she suits up and she's like flying out to help so obviously this is the story of also of her becoming a Titan which should be right. fun I wonder if Malcolm's going to feel like I gave up my powers. He's, and getting his, he's getting his powers back by the end of the arc. You think? Like I don't know. They 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 don't set up that you can get them back. Like they hold them and then might give them to other people. Okay, sure. Like I, I see your reasoning. I do, and I think I, I do think it's more interesting though if he doesn't, because then it's it is this reversal of yeah. well, I plus, gave them up for you, and then yeah. now this. And plus, she the baby needs a stay at home dad. Someone needs to stay home and True. look after the kid. So. Uh, why not him? He can. He still has regular singing abilities. He can sing to the kid, and <laughs> do that. Uh, but no, I, I think I think that would be interesting. And it, it does create this interesting dynamic as well with the two of them and how she needed more. Like she wasn't satisfied not using her powers. She had to use them and do something. Right. Whereas for him, it was more of a burden, and he wanted to get rid of them for his family. And uh, where does that put them? So, no. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. Of course, the Fearsome Five uh, do attack Dick and Wally and. There's a fight going on and all sorts. So that's, that's where we leave off for next issue. That'll take us on to Supergirl issue 7, written by Steve Orlando and art by Matthias Bergara. Was that Bergara? Probably Bergara. Hard G. What's that hard G, Amy? Uh, so this was a follow-up to the Rebirth issue, where we bring back in Laron, 
Am I saying that right? Is that Laron? Is name? Yeah. Laron. Uh, yeah. The Kryptonian werewolf that she sort of helped sort of fight down in the first issue and vowed to help. This was the issue where she tries to actually do that, and they try to figure out why he's changing on full moons because there's actually no reason why he should be. So they yeah. do they do an Inception esque kind of go into his brain. Uh, Supergirl goes into his mind and sees what's going on. So most of the issues inside his head, and we see him as a kid and his relationship with his father and how his father is, like, thinks less of him and wants him to just learn his trade. But he dreams of the stars and he dreams of the moon, and that's we find out the reason why the moon has such a connection for him and why it's an emotional yeah. response is because the moons remind him of what he was denied of his dreams when he was growing up. Well, probably my favorite moment of this year actually is a uh, Supergirl. Like at first, she's just like a sort of a uh, silent observer, like no one can see her in mm-hmm. the in the world, all on the wolves that start attacking her, uh, because yep. you know, in in the head, Sub- subconscious defense, subconscious defense, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. But she eventually starts talking to kid, the kid version of Laron, and I actually just love the image of them sitting on the ground and just like their kids like talking to each other. Yeah. But he's talking about how he wants to go to the two moons that they can see uh, over Krypton and. She's like, well, they're there, and she just grabs them, and there's this great two-page spread of her like taking them up, and that's actually when she wakes up. She wakes up out of the, the thing, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this issue was not at all what I expected, and Me I mean neither. that in in a good way. Uh, I didn't read that much into it, but I thought, ah, oh, the werewolf's returning. Maybe it's a, a round two, so to speak. Yeah, you expected an action issue, and it was more of a psychological character thing. Yeah, this is showing us why Supergirl is who she is. She wants to help. She wants to do good. She sticks to her promises, and you know, you know, the the compassion that she has for this uh, villain. It, I use that term loosely here, obviously, but yeah. seeming seemingly a villain. Oh, I, I think that I, I think that's what made it interesting for me. And her, it, it, a lot of it was like a little Kryptonian touches and uh, talking about Kryptonian history, and we hear a bit more of uh, Kara's relatives that uh, little Laron's heard of that are, were astronauts. Yeah, I like uh, that, and they disappeared. They disappeared. Like, oh no, they're they're dead now. I Feels like, like that could be a seed for something to come. Yeah, they could it? pop yeah. up. I feel like that that, that, that could pop up yeah. at some point. Couple of, couple of arcs down the line, uh, Orlando mm-hmm. maybe setting himself up some stuff there. You know, I'm just wondering here, if JLA doesn't get better, I wonder if it's a case of, it's kind of like Bendis, where he's not that great at teams, but when you give him a single character with a supporting cast, then mm, you're then you're be. flying a little bit better. Uh, yeah. But I, I thought this was this was enjoyable. It was it was mostly inside the head, uh, the Laurent's head on this fake I, I think this is one of my favourite issues of Supergirl yet, honestly. I, uh, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I... Uh, I might I enjoyed the last one a bit more, but uh, solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, deep, deeply, sort of uh, uh, the emotion stuff. It gives us a little more about her character, a little more about him, but her more, more importantly, and what she'll do for people. And of course, uh, after we conclude the, the 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 that section of the book, the last couple of pages, we see there's a memorial going up for all the people who were killed or hurt in the the attack of the Cybermen on Central City. And we end with a tease at the end that leads us into what will be the post-reborn issue of Supergirl. Clark shows up and notice that he's in complete silhouette so you can't see what the new suit looks like. Yeah. Even though we know what it looks uh, like. It does. And I will say it does look like the boots have changed anyway because the, the shadow is different on the boots than yeah. it is on the on the blue. It I feels like, that, like they're going, hey, yeah, look. But I like that they did this. This is a, this is a neat way of teasing it. Like, something's changed... But, You've not, you don't. Even though we know what he looks like, we don't know why he's changed it. So it's kind of like a symbolic thing, more than an actual, yeah, hiding it from his thing. Yeah, yeah. 
But I, I actually thought the art in this issue in general was fantastic. Yeah, I liked it as well. It's a different artist, but I think it did a good it job. It still of... managed to keep the tone and yeah. it sold the emotion we've, we've, still. We've been praising that a lot with Rebirth, that even when they change artists, most of the time it seems like they've been picking artists that complement the other artist that was already there, that yep. continues the style. Yeah, even if they're not the same style, they're tonally similar yeah. at least. Uh, and obviously having the same colorists and stuff like that also helps to give it, give it similar feel feelings. But... Yeah, I, I had checked uh, that it wasn't Chang. Or mm. Chang, which one? Yeah. Who's been doing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was good. It just so it wasn't as expressive, but that was fine. It didn't didn't get in the way. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah, the facial expressions weren't as quite as emotive as uh, I'd got. They, used they to. weren't quite as exaggerated. I think is is what yeah. that was. Yeah. But it still looked great. I, I, like I say, that double page spread looked great. Actually, just before Superman shows up the page before, I actually loved the panel of uh, Kara sitting on a cloud. She's just kind of up there being. Just with a thought. Yeah, she's just kind of floating mm-hmm. above it, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, but it looks like she's sitting on a cloud, and that's a really great visual. So, mm. yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I approve greatly. Uh, this issue should be girl. And I'm excited to see what her first meeting with uh, uh, this Clark, who's actually going to be reborn Clark, whatever that ends up being. Right. So, uh, looking forward to that. So, that's Supergirl. Uh, that is on a new Superman, issue 9, Jean Lun Yang, writing Victor Bogdanovich on art. And this was hilarious. I don't know about anyone else, but I was cracking up a lot during this issue. Yep. Lexa's bad. First, Lexa's bad Mandarin. I Lexi, think that was pretty great. Lexi's bad Mandarin, and then the constant, like the translator, because basically, yeah. uh, Keenan's been taken to Lex Corp to America because Lex wants his, his help with stuff. And something. With something. And uh, Master Ai Ching uh, is actually hired to be his translator, even though. They, I don't think they're aware of the connection between them. Like they, they say, "Oh, you, I no. believe you know Master Aichang," but I don't think they seem to know the extent of which he's helping them. Did you read this, Connor? I dropped this a while ago. Remember? Did you? Yeah, he dropped oh, it a while. Okay, I forgot. I dropped after the first arc. Fair enough. I just yeah. you, you said this last issue as well. I, I think I did. Yeah, I just it's been a month. All right. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the hardest I laughed though was when he tells Keenan he's his third best student, and then Keenan protests. Yeah. And the girl's like, well, I'm better than you in T-shirt twin. So the fact that they're bringing back the T-shirt twin yeah, that's just killed funny. me. Yeah, that's pretty that's funny. Uh, because uh, it's not even just the third best student. It's you're the third best student in my Wednesday night class. Is the exact Wednesday same. night class. Yeah. That's right. That, that was That's really right. funny. Uh, but no, because uh, basically Master Aichin keeps deciding to... Because uh, like, Lex will say something in English and it'll be something really, really, really pleasant. You know, Lex is cho- talking him up. He's trying to charm him because he's wanting his help and then Master Ai Ching like translates it into something really mean and as if oh, I said you're a buffoon or something like that and then there's this running joke where Keenan keeps going he did not say that and it, it just, they, they kept playing with that throughout the issue but it was, it was fun uh, so yeah Lex brings them to America so they're on the plane they get there and Keenan actually it loses a bit of points because he says oh Americans still don't know how to cook, pasta, uh, cook uh, noodles properly but they cover it in tomato sauce. Yeah, it's like that's oh. Italian, Kieran. Italian food yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hell. Uh, but no, it's all good stuff. And then Lex reveals that he can speak good Mandarin because he starts whipping out. Yeah. He's, uh, I'm glad because I'd have expected Lex to yeah. have well, been able to. Yeah. Well, this... it would. It seemed like he just wanted to. He plays the it's... fool. Yeah. 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 Uh, exactly. 
But he the, it's established uh, that he. What I'm assuming is he establishes he can't, so that maybe they'll say things between mm. each other, thinking he can't understand them. That's, yeah. But then it's like, oh, Basically he knows what everything he does. that's going on. Yeah, yeah that's it, that's Lex. It drops it, but anyway, it, so he reveals that he's got this this door that's uh, related to Keenan's powers and his symbol and all that, and it's like a doorway. And he says, oh, there's like unknown energy coming from the other side, and if you can open it, we can. This will put you to your full potential because you've only got two of your powers so far, and your third one's kind of, kind of sketchy. You're not quite full control. And I Ching tries to say, "Well, no, this is a shortcut, and shortcuts are dangerous, Keenan." And you don't earn. Not earned. You know? But Keenan's like, "Yeah, but this means I can help find my like find out what happened to my mother and that quicker. I need to take this chance." So he does it anyway. Because that's initially why Keenan doesn't want to go because him and the Justice League of China are investigating what happened with his mom. Yeah, and now he gets sidetracked over to Metropolis to be with Lex. Oh, and... Which reminds me, uh, so we we see uh, Delaney and Baxi like doing their stuff back in China, and yeah. oh, Robin Bot. Robin Bot. I love Robin Bot so much. Baxi's made yeah. a robot Robin, and Delaney's like, I thought you wanted a human Robin. He's like, I did, but it didn't work out. So we've got this robot who talking about his sister. Yeah, uh, so good. Robin bot, I am so down for it. And it doesn't look like a traditional like like Android. It's a Star Wars droid. Oh almost. yeah, it's, it's it's far more like BB eight with some arms than anything else. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. but it's but really it's, funny. It's got the uh, Robin I was picturing scheme. it like a an Android yeah. sort of Robin, like no. a robot no, Robin no, no. sort of kid. No, no okay, cool. And it's, it's got a bit of an attitude as well. Cause it, yeah. it is, like all the best droids do. Yeah. So they so when they show up they're playing Mahjong. And he, Keenan tells Robin Bot, you know, don't finish the game. He's he's got it where he wants it. Hmm. And Robin Bot responds like, "Well, you're like twenty three percent chance of winning." Yeah, he, so, he says, uh, "If I take over for you, you've got sixty yeah. percent more chance of winning." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty, pretty great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so back back to the main plot. Uh, Keenan like is like, "Oh, I'm going to open this door." So he opens the door, and oh knows. Who'd have thought it? Bad thing. It's like a portal to, like, hell or so. I don't know. Some mystical evil. Um, like, yeah. What do they call it? Chinese but, mysticism. Yeah. Uh, it's unleashed horrors and, oh no, now we have something to fight and stop. And whatnot. So that was that was kind of kind of where we rounded the issue up. But, no, nah, it was a really fun issue. Like, it, it was cracking me up. Keenan interacting with Lex was great. Rob, Robin Bot was great. Uh, this is such a great... Connected to everything else, but also fairly standalone because it, it does stick to Keenan and his people. Even though Lex is in it, it doesn't feel like yeah. it doesn't feel like oh, I, I need to know what Lex has been up to in the other books to follow no. this at all. Mm. And Keenan, Keenan's kind of like, oh, who's this clown? Why does he want to bother with me? Mm. So it's just his attitude towards it. And I also like how uh, Yang is is using Superman's powers with what are they called the the triads uh, of his power. So yeah. You know, his hands and his breath and his hearing. Like, if you read each one of them, you can see how it ties into a Superman power. And it's, it's all because it's, it's that sort of octagon shape that he's got, and each side's one yeah. power. And he's got like three of them yeah. unlocked, and he, he needs to discover yeah. and how to control the rest of them before he can use them. So it's, it's kind of like taking Superman's power and combining it with the whole idea of chi and like control. Yeah. You, you, you'd get in like a martial arts movie, like, or you'll, you'll yeah. discover your true power when you master the techniques and. It's kind of blending that, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of a really nice idea. Really nice idea. Uh, yeah. So other other uh, 
character's uh, shop to try and stop them, actually. Uh, the uh, shop. I, I'm not familiar. China White's one of them. Uh, I'm not super familiar with the other yeah, ones. Yeah. Uh, they shop yeah, and try either. and stop this from happening because they, they're aware that bad shit's going to go down. Uh, You've seen China White. Like, seen that character in a good long while. So. Yeah. I can't remember when she last popped up. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, and of course Superman pops up at the end because obviously they're in Metropolis, stuff's going down. Yeah. And I would hope so, frankly. For, for the second issue this week, he shows up in mostly silhouette so you can't see his suit. Because uh, I, I can't remember, was New Superman also solicited as a reborn aftermath issue? Yeah, okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. He's shown up at the end. So there you go. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, a New Superman this week. It was really fun, really fun, solid. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to stuff. hear it's still good. Yeah. Uh, and Master yeah. I Ching's becoming quite a gem as well. Yep. Really fine. Yoda. Yeah, kind of, actually. Uh, Alright, so that'll uh, take us on to Superwoman issue 8, Philomena's writing. I think this is the last issue writing. Uh, it's either this one or the next yeah. one that's his last think one. He's doing the, I think he's doing the next one, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, that letter, that letter will be so happy. <laughs> he's like, oh, finally. My, my... <laughs> I don't know. Depends if they get paid by the letter or not. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Like, yeah. My my wrist is so sore. Oh my god, so many words. Yeah. Uh, and also on art we have uh, Jack Herbert uh, doing the art. Uh, I do, I do. I actually want to be positive about this one for the most part. Now don't get me wrong, it's still overly worded. It still, still needs to calm down on how much he's writing in it. But yeah. I do think this one was much easier to follow than the last like three or four. Yeah. I, I yeah, think yeah. it's. It- a return to form to the first two issues. Yeah, the layouts were much... the Ultra Woman stuff. Yeah. yeah. Layouts were much easier to go by. And it was also... It felt like more of a personal issue because it was Lana. She's actually in this coma that she's been in in Action Comics, so, you know, since whatever. And it also turned into more of a reborn tie-in than I thought it was going to. Because obviously the next yep. one's the Aftermath issue. But this one... Like, Lana's in her head as Superwoman and she's talking to Ghost, Ghost uh, Lois. And then Ghost New 52 Superman shows up. And this kind of ties into the idea that we now know that fake Clark's not anything to do with him. The the, the ghost new Superman, uh, not new Superman, sorry, too many Superman characters. I'm, I'm mixing them up, man. New Fifty Two Superman. Yeah, Newperman. Collar Superman. Yeah. Yeah, Newperman and New Lois. Right. Oh, even this is catchy for her. It's is not. It? Nah, sorry, Lois and Lois and Fifty Two Clark are, are in, in her <laughs> head, and she's talking to him. And I actually kind of liked what she brings up. She she's like, because basically they're in this idea at least what I'm getting from it is that Lana in this coma that's been caused by these like timeline shenanigans what's going on with Superman right now is kind of like realising that the reality is being this is why I think that we're going to get some sort of merger in Reborn because it feels mm-hmm. like it's happening uh, and Lana's kind of aware of it right now because of what's going on and she talks about but why is reality so obsessed with you two why is everything rewriting to fix you guys and like I'm not going to remember this when I wake up because things will have changed, and she's basically talking about retcons, and she's yep. like, you know, like, why are you guys so it's important? It's a very meta issue. It's a very meta issue, but I liked it because it was kind of this, like, from another character's perspective, why, why are you guys the focus? Like, I mean, and I love you guys, clearly. She's Lana, she loves Superman, and she loves Lois, but like, why, why do you guys, like, why does everything revolve around you? And at one point, she even stops and goes, uh, oh, I, it all makes sense now, it's not about you, it's about your son. Yeah. Or, or so one of them says it's about my our son, and I'm like, all oh, right, so John's important, and oh, okay, this is getting interesting. And I'm not, I can't really make sense of a lot of it, but it 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 flowed better, and it all felt like it was tied into reborn. It didn't feel like confusing for the sake of confusing. It felt like here's some seeds and some cryptic clues that are going to play into 
Reborn in it. It sounds to me like it'll read better once you know it, the, the end of yeah, probably. Reborn. And once yeah. you look at it, it'll kind of go, okay, I get it, I see what it is, and it might work better then. Probably. But it, it, it was definitely yeah. some cool teases, though. Because when they mentioned the sun, I'm like, because John has not been mentioned in the Superwoman before. And no. And I, I, I don't know. And it, it was the way they phrased it as well. It's about our son. I'm like, wait, are they actually meaning John? Or is that meant to be a cryptic double? Like, we were expected to think it be, they mean John, but it means something else. It's interesting. So. Do they, they, they say, like, your son in, in reference to Lois and Clark. or Because it's not their son, is it? No, they say my son. That's, I, they very, say my son. Very important oh. to note that. Because so, I, so I didn't I read got, this clearly. What I got from it is. Lois and Clark in the New 52 are still Lois and Clark. Yes. Right? They still yeah. share a lot of the same stuff. They're just not the ones from the original universe. Whenever whatever got happened, got to, they it's almost as if the universe put them in place because it wouldn't work out without well, them. Well, Matt, I'm going to get kind of... Now, you've read more of this 90s stuff, so you can maybe correct me uh-huh. as I go here if I'm completely off base. But in this issue, Lana, as Superwoman, mentions that she has uh, red energy, and she's going to give it back, because they say we need to take it back from you at the end. So that might mean she's losing her powers. I, I don't know if it will, Dessa, she might end up with powers anyway, but she's given this red energy back. And she, we've commented in the past how her outfit is very red Superman, you know, when back when he was okay. red and blue. You know, electric blue does, in the Does red. that make Lois uh, in the Superwoman? Does that make her blue? Well, no, that's not what I'm thinking. No. I'm thinking no because I, I'm thinking Lois is more traditional Superwoman <laughs> style. Yeah. Well, now, here, here's what I'm thinking, Matt. Though I'm thinking New Fifty Two Clark and Lois are the red versions. If if you're if you're thinking of them being yeah. split, I'm thinking all of the versions in New Fifty Two were the red versions of Superman and right. Lois and stuff. And the merger we'll that brings them back roles. is is yeah. bringing that back together. Uh, right. And that's why she has to give up the red energy in this issue. Uh, yep. what's... She recharges She so, recharges Lois. Yeah. So you see Lois as Superwoman again. So if, if they're the red energy, that would make our, our current Clark and Lois yeah. that, we, right. that we have, that would make them the blue. Yeah. Because you have to have the two halves. If, I, if, if I'm rating what I'm thinking, yeah, that would be what I'm hmm. suggesting. It's weird. I, I always thought of kind them... of bringing this back now. I don't. I see. I think that's more figurative than it is what they're actually doing. I think they're just playing up on the the splitting of them. Yeah, I, 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 the old school Silver Age or Golden yeah. Age. I, I, I don't the story think they're of going Superman to, Red and Superman Blue. I don't think they're going to specifically go into all this and talk about it in the books. I think it's just there for if you if you're familiar with that stuff. Yeah, it yeah. adds an extra layer to it, and you can kind of apply it to it, and it kind of works and. Well, and that, that also goes with Tomasi talking about the sand story, about the the fake Superman that was made of sand from from the Silver Age. It was a story mm-hmm. that he picked up on and, you know, imposters and stuff. So I think there's just a lot of shout-outs to older yeah. stuff going on. And now that Mixie was revealed, it makes a lot of sense that it's, the stuff it would be pulling from different timelines would be chaotic. Because mm. that's so that's what he does. Yeah, and this year I think it also just feels a lot more personal. Like I really get into Lana's like mindset in this one and her, her worries about everything. Uh, and at the end, when she like thinks, "Oh, maybe this is the last time I'll get to fly," and this is all in her head still, by the way. Like all this yeah. takes place in her head. Uh, Although a couple of scenes, but it's still outside uh, her coma. Trying to trying to figure out why she's in the coma because it's, again, it's not making any sense. Yeah, because we we also see uh, Luther puts Lena back in like a. A, a prison cell and walks oh, her away. Oh. That's going to come back to bite him. <laughs> uh, he doesn't learn. 
The dude never learns. You can't hide Lena Luther and expect to come out okay. No, cannot. It's, it's going to come back and bite him. But the whole, the whole thing with, with Lana is just, if, if I really felt it. And at the end when she's like, all right, if this is my last chance to fly, I want to do it with you. So we get that big double page spread of uh, the two of them flying in costume. And it's all in her head, but it's uh, but she thinks she wakes up. And she, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's uh, dream within a dream. It's, it's you know, inception yep. levels here. She thinks she wakes up and she's with Steel and she's with Natasha and she's with Tracy 33, 31? Tracy 13. 13, yeah, yeah okay. You were right the first time. All right, okay, cool. I, I second guess myself, okay? <laughs> uh, but like, she wakes up and there's like something happens in Metropolis and they're like, oh, we need to go. And she's, you know, shut open and it's the time to be heroes. And are like, oh, she still has powers. And it double bluff she and it's like, oh, no, she's still, in the, she's still in the suit in Action Comics where she was. And oh. you get the sense that whatever happens with Reborn, it'll sort of affect how she wakes up. And uh, I'm wondering if maybe up. she doesn't have powers and and we get a complete like obviously this was the book that completely swerved us in the first issue so i'm wondering with the with the new writer coming on maybe it's it's going to swerve again and be a completely different book but then what do you do if it's not about lana it can't be lois because lois is going to be be lois yeah and Uh, she's going to be back at the daily planet so i I think they're going to be out of hamilton county and back in metropolis so I think it will be Lana, and I think she will, for some reason, still have powers. I could be wrong. Maybe it'll be someone else. Even if it's I, not, though, she has to still be a main character. She still has to be a well, driving it, force of the book. I'm hoping it goes to an ensemble and we get more of Natasha and Tracy 13. Yeah, maybe. It's like a super women book. It, it, as much as the start in this issue have been really good from Jimenez, I'm really glad that someone else is going to be writing, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they handle it and uh, you know, have well, the told- supporting cast and stuff. He told the story he wanted to, and it started off really well. Took a big dip in the middle, and now is back to being. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm annoyed because I really like the sound of this issue, especially as the the first issue was my favorite, not for the the twist, but for the the, the relationship between Lana right. and Lois. I really like seeing how that played, and this kind of sounds like it'd be, you know, like back to that that I'd, I'd enjoy reading, but mm. I just I couldn't bring myself to get through the last one. I got about halfway through and gave up. I don't think you need to, to be but, honest. So, to read this, like basically, all you need to know is that they beat they beat Lena, they won, right? And uh, from from it's using it. her powers so much, she's been into like a coma. She's like dying, and you, you read the action issue, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's I, an- that. I know that where that was. Yeah, that that's enough of a leading for it to be honest. Mm. <laughs> so I may I may go back and check it out. Uh, but no, it was definitely because I was kind of dreading reading it because of how muddy and like overstuffed the last couple were and how they were complicated to read. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, it flowed relatively well. It was still a bit too worded, don't get me wrong. It was still too much words. Yeah. but it... I, I went to read the last yep. one earlier this week, before this one came out, obviously. Look, I'm going to be and... negative again. No, no, I was just, I'd forgotten how, what you guys had said about it. Because mm. like, it wasn't like I'd intentionally not read it last issue. It was, I just didn't get time. And so many words, like so many words. Yep. Still a decent amount of words, not not as much as before though. And I think the big thing is was he, he wasn't doing this weird thing where he was mixing scenes together and it was getting hard to yeah, follow uh, and yeah. whatnot. It flowed well. I wonder uh, if that's to do with maybe the fact that he wasn't the artist on this one as well, whereas on the previous ones he has been. He hasn't been the artist so, on all of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So I'm wondering if, if this one was like, well, maybe I should just simplify it a bit so the artist has an easier job. 
maybe. Because before it's like it's his vision. He yeah, knew what he, he was doing. He also did the art in the best issue, which was issue one. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm trying to rationalize it but and I think, I think the worst it. issue was the fifth one which I don't know if he did that one or the sixth one whatever, the second the second last one of the arc like, not the last one but the one before right <laughs> uh, but yeah so the, the, there you go uh, so Superwoman mar- marked improvement but I'm looking forward to looking forward to the reborn issue and I'm looking forward to a new writer to see how they make it a bit more accessible yeah, I'm intrigued to see what this new writer does to make it their own, but still you know, be the same series, ultimately. Yeah, I like these characters enough, though, that I'm really hoping it picks up and uh, I can stick with it. All right, that'll 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 take us on to Deathstroke 14, Christopher Priest writing and Joe Bennett on art. Uh, you two read this. Not I did, I finally out. read one. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Wait, yeah, how many in a row? I was only two in a row, to be fair. It was only two in a row, but then there was one, and then there was at least one before that that I didn't read as well. So it was like th- three out of the last four. So so, so basically what I've learned reading Priest's death show, because he's a terrible father. Like, the worst. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Wait, he, did, we oh, find out... That, did you mean he made that sound like it was Priest that was a terrible father? Because that's, uh, no, that's no, how no, I heard no, that. No, no, Slade. No. <laughs> Slade is a terrible father. The end of the last issue, which I wasn't here to talk about, we find out he's in a relationship with with his uh, son's fiance. Yeah, not yeah. Same's not Jericho. What's his his uh, Joey? Yes. With yeah, with Joseph's wife to be like not just girlfriend. And and I'm pretty sure because I, I spoke about this last issue, it was the, the wedding was really close, like a week. Yeah. Like, and and that's when it revealed this to us. It was a week away from the wedding. Yeah. And it's just he's got all these different irons in the fire, and uh, yeah, it's just horrible father, man. That's <laughs> like, the worst. like she's talking to him, and Joey's having this big business deal go down, and he's having migraines and needs to talk to her, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll be right there. I'm getting my clothes on," and she, then Slade shows up beside her to brush the teeth, like they're a married couple. Yeah, he puts a, he puts his hand on top of hers. Yeah, this is weird. So, and then just more Slade shenanigans with him going out and doing these missions for his grand plan. Yeah. Um, but it's even how he, he's... he stops and gives her the kiss before he leaves. It's like, oh. bye, hon. See you later. Yeah. Well, and she even says, like, you know, he he got into this because he wanted to know who she was working for. And it, it's not his mom. It's not his ex-wife, Joey's mom, because she loves Joe too much to let anything like this happen. Yeah. So, yeah. But he goes out on his mission, and he's still clearing up the whole uh, breaking out of Supermax, and he still maintains that he was in Chicago for the for the gun issue. And so how could I be in two places at once? And he gets a suit back from Raptor, which Raptor... In Raptor fashion, has customized by putting a the, you, eagle-like you say, logo. You say customized, slippery yeah. says vandalized. Yeah. Uh, of of the uh, icon suit, right? That's the yeah. doctor that created it. And he goes to take out this taxi driver and causes chaos in New York, just as, as Deathstroke. And there's this new character who seems very familiar. Uh, I think... I, I, maybe I'm misremembering, but 
Is she not the the Power Girl from you know you know the the World's Finest series that we had in yeah. the new Fifty Two? Yeah, from Earth Two. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not that one. Because she no. passed on her legacy. She created someone like she gave someone else powers in a, in a lab accident. Oh right, okay, I didn't know about that. And so and about halfway through girl... the series, I, f- I think it might be her, but maybe I'm misremembering. But yeah, she like ant-man where she can grow huge so she stops this whole thing from happening and tries to save the taxi driver but slade gets to him but not before the taxi driver who we still don't know who he is he might be working for the bad guys he might be working for the government we're not too sure he has him a propofol which is a basically what they put you under with to do surgery yeah and this girl who seems like she's a PhD student from when she's introduced. She's talking all the scientific jargon. That's and... definitely what she was in 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 that world's finest. She was she was right. working for you know that that company that she had the tech company. Yeah, the she was Star... trying to find a way to get back home. Yeah, Star Industries, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she she was heading up that company I think for a bit of the science division at least. Yeah, and she's geeking out over his suit because it's a gravity sheath and. And like his, she noticed that his skin heals because she was going to start to fix him up. And then he's like, all right, lady, that's all fine. I need to go and turn on the lights. And she's like, oh, yeah. Also, I noticed that your iris doesn't react and you're blind now. She just assumed he was always blind. Which assumed that, yeah, she was blind. He was blind. And which pays off the opening to the last issue of Slade now. Issue before. Completely blind. Yeah, that's what I meant. The issue before. Was it the issue before? Yeah. Yeah. The last issue. It's two issues so. ago that, that that happened. Oh, okay. They're all running together. Yeah, yeah. They blend They're... together a bit because they time jump a lot. This one's actually relatively straightforward in that Easy. sense. Yeah. That it's kind of just start to finish, which is really rare for these issues, actually. But it, it works when it happens. Yeah. Uh, and then Rose is still up in what, Michigan, and she's trying to get her her mother's side of the family that guy still wants to marry her and she's yeah. shooting him down going you're you're just nuts and so she goes to to express her mong side of the family and get an old antique to represent you know their time she comes across this old broken sword that has an etching of it of their word for rose She's a little on the nose, honestly. It's a little on the nose, but still, it's almost like this is who she's meant to be. She's meant to carry a sword. No matter how far she tries to get away, she's yeah. Deathstroke's daughter. Yeah. And I'm almost enjoying the Rose stuff more than the Deathstroke stuff, but I'm still enjoying it all. Uh, we, I think the Rose stuff is possibly the, the weakest link for me right now. I liked oh, it a lot at the start. But while I like this, it feels very divorced and separate from everything else that's going on, whereas yep. the Slade and Jericho stuff's kind of brought together, and I, I get what mm-hmm. that's doing. Rose's stuff is still kind of off at the side, and, and I'm sure it'll be clear in time and Priest will reveal what this is. Yeah. But right now, it's it feels a bit separate. Oh, yeah. And as for him going blind, I'm thinking that it's going to have to do with Joey and when he gets his revenge, because can he jump into blind people? Because it's all about eye contact. That's as we've true. seen before. So, but who would make Slade blind just out of nowhere? Yeah. I mean, unless they're intentionally doing it so that he can't be Joey jumped into. Can't. Yeah. Right. 
It's like it's a like wintergreen. Yeah. Mm. Could be interesting. Oh, I'm enjoying. Oh, I'm good at you. Me yeah. too. It's it since it cleared itself up after the Superman stuff, where we got that his ex-wife Adeline was running her own counter program to him. Yeah. And was just basically trying to get him thrown into a federal prison, so he's not a danger to anybody or messing her up anymore. Yeah. Since then, it's really jumped and yeah, got to going. Definitely. I'm trying to look up that character on World's Finest, and it's the internet. She, she took the mantle of Power Girl. I'm, I'm sure of that. Okay. But I, I, it, it looks kind of like her, but it, it's been a couple of years since I read that, so, you know, mm-hmm. memory's a bit fuzzy. It was a very welcome addition because she's not at all like anybody else in in this book. Yeah, I also really liked how she was unconnected. She was just... Uh, it was coincidence. Do you have the book open in front of you, or can you? Uh, I yeah. I think her uh, name was... See if her name's Tanya Spears? I don't know if it said that her name in the issue. Okay. Because... MIT, moved to New York. Yeah, uh, that, that looks like her. I just pulled it up. It, it looks like it, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know uh, if it said her name in it. Gotcha. Loving yeah. the, the life thing that's going does, on here. Does it say her her, her power set? Does it? Mm-hmm. Does she have size changing? Size alteration and vulnerability, superhuman strength, genius level, uh, intellect. That's her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, so, I'm glad I was right on that one. And she's a Titans character, so this I'm sure she'll play into the Lazarus contract coming up. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. Oh, yep. uh, there. Okay, I see where so, that's going. So there you go. Problems, problems have been solved. Tanya Spears. So now we'll know. Well, I'll take us on to Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, issue 8. Uh, Julian Shana Benson writing uh, Roj Antonio on art. Uh, this was the... It's just me to read this uh, uh, as it happens. Uh, this this was the issue that brings in Nightwing. And Nightwing's in Gotham. He's getting the help of the Birds of Prey to track down uh, Gemini, uh, who is a... Basically, she's got uh, stretching abilities, kind of Mr. Fantastic-esque. But when he runs okay. into her, we find out that she has developed her powers so that she can actually, she can uh, shapeshift. She can stretch her molecules or stri- whatever to turn into other people. So she actually showed up as Batman and he's in Nightwing being Nightwing. He's like, you're not Batman. I, I, I know that, that grunt. Should bloody hope so. I know that grunting face anywhere. It's not you. Uh, he gets his ass kind of kicked because she, she ends up being powerful and the birds show up and help and uh, we find out that someone called Blackbird's kind of pulling the strings. Like, uh, who's oh. higher up? Sorry. No, I just Blackbird, Birds of Prey. All right, I thought, said, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you said who. Uh, no, 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 no. I just went ooh. All right, uh, but so but they went got the, the shit kicked out of them a little bit. So they, they take him back. So like Batgirl and Huntress are kind of like carrying them back to their, their to the clock tower and they're patching them up. And there was a lot of really fun stuff in this issue. A lot of fun character beats because of the. Uh, this is the first time that he's interacted with them as the Birds of Prey, uh, since they've became this. And Huntress is patching him up, and she repeatedly calls him Agent Thirty Seven uh, throughout. And she's patching. Oh him. man. She's patching him up, and she she says something, and then Babs walks in, and she looks kind of awkward and goes, "Oh, was I interrupting something?" Uh, and they're like, no, no, no. And then the very next panel, at the end of that panel, Babs comes over because he's, he's been like 
cut to hell and it, she's like right you need you need uh, patching up uh, Dick Sh- mm-hmm. take off your top and just as she says that yeah. uh, Canary walks in the room and goes oh I'm interrupting something uh, it was really really fun kind of comical uh, slaps not slapsticky but just sort of comic timing uh, of repetition and how, how did the relationship with Helena play given that you haven't read Grayson uh, I've read some of Grayson oh did you yeah I read like the first I don't know two trades worth oh fair enough then Okay. Uh, but yeah, played fine. Uh, you, you got a sense that it was a, maybe a bit of a romantic history, but not necessarily because even when because uh, once they're in the other room and it's just the girls, uh, Huntress is like, uh, "Did you notice Dick look uh, look terrified as we were both like carrying him away?" And he's like, "Yeah," and Babs is like, "Yeah, it looked like he was, he was worried we we're going to start catfighting over him." Uh, but Huntress actually brings up, "Yeah, but a bit of a history, but he clearly loves you." And Dick actually mentioned in the previous scene with Babs that he might be seeing someone new. And Bab says, oh no, he's seen someone uh, called the defacer. Uh, and then Huntress says, uh, well, she better be good enough for him or I'll deface her. And I was like, oh, come on, come on, Huntress. Yes. <laughs> uh, stick it up for your boy, Dick. No, but uh, no, a lot of this fun character stuff. There was a lot of good banter about uh, uh, where they are relationship-wise with each other. A lot of fun humour stuff. They were really playing with the whole uh, that he's been with two of them and that he's got this new person and lots of fun stuff. Uh so basically, they find out that uh, Oracle, New Oracle, uh, has a connection, and they finds out that oh, there's like an underground fight club that uh, Blackbird might be involved with some of those meta humans. But if Blackbird's giving meta humans powers or doing stuff like that, uh, we might find them there. So basically, the end of the issue is that Black Canary decides to go undercover because she's the only one out of the team who actually has a meta human. She has a power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has to be her. So she goes undercover, and we find out Roulette's running this fight club. And Bla- of course. Black Canary is like, no, look, uh, I can I can fight in this. So the, the, the end of the issue is uh, her saying, yeah, sure, okay, you're up next, Blondie. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, other stuff that's going on, uh, we find out actually Gemini gets killed. Well, not killed, sorry. Uh, Gemini goes to Blackbird, and it turns out Blackbird is only de- helping them develop their powers because she can then take them. Because she actually sucks her powers out of her, so she has her powers now, and now Gemini is just a regular human. So they're, they're setting up Blackbird just to be this sort of ultimate villain who's like collecting powers. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, no. And the only other little tidbit uh, is that the new Oracle is uh, pill popping for something. Because he seems kind of out of character and they kind of notice that he's acting weird. And he, we see him like, mm-hmm. take some pills to uh, counteract it. Uh, but that's just a fun issue. Uh, Dick, Dick interacting with all the, all the birds was all very, very... Uh, fun, uh, good character interplay. It felt very in continuity because it was referencing multiple things that were going. You know, Defacer obviously relationship was mentioned, uh, and various other things. So, having the underground fight stuff, fight club stuff, really tells me. It, it just reminds me once again that these are TV writers. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things that you know. It's such a TV thing to do. Oh sure, it's, but it also didn't feel any different to say. I don't know. I don't mean that as a as a yeah. criticism. It's just one of those things where they're yeah. pulling from their well of TV knowledge of, of yeah, things. Sure. It's but just it, their background coming through. It's fun seeing Roulette pop up. I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've seen her in Rebirth, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I, I like it. It felt like all the characters again were on point. Uh, they they all like Canary saying like you because when when they offer you know we should all go together to to the the, the, the fight ring, uh, Canary basically says no 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 like you like you guys can't fit in there you won't understand you've not grown up and dealt with your powers like I mean it felt like a very like 
an allegorical thing for a minority, saying, you know, you can't understand because you're not one of us, kind of thing. Mm. And uh, so, no. Uh, so, and it looks like Canary's going to have a little bit more focus for the next issue, so that's pretty cool. Gives her something meaty to do. Because obviously a lot of the first arc was very Huntress-focused. So maybe having a bit more of a Canary focus in this next issue will be will be good and spread the love a little bit. Uh, but no, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was probably my favourite issue of this book yet. So yeah. I know. Uh, that, that'll take us on to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, issue 16. Robert Vendetti... I can't speak today. Uh, Robert Vendetti on writing and Rafa Sandoval on art. Connor, you're the one that read this. Take it away. Yeah, so... This issue really pushed the limits in blood and gore in DC Comics. Oh, good. So, I'll start with my biggest criticism. Arkelo seems to have been massively depowered. Because he he can go like... uh, I swear he can go like toe-to-toe with Superman and and Mongol, right? We've we've kind of seen that in the past. He he fought Mongol and Mongol ripped out his tongue. Sure, but he was was taking punches. Yeah, but he was taking (laughs) the punches still. Sure. It, it, yeah. it wasn't utterly decimated. So my biggest problem is that the amount of damage that Guy can deal to him seems a little extreme. Well, Guy's got that warrior DNA. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah, has no ring. Yeah, yeah the, 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 this is neither of them with their rings. Oh, so Guy well, kind of... to be fair then, if he doesn't have his ring either, then that weakens him too. Well, yeah, but I thought... Well, that was, was the whole thing was about Arkillo. Was that he would inspire fear, and when we see him inspiring fear, he's like this alien barbarian on that planet. Yeah. So, anyways. But yeah, uh, he kind of just taunts Arkelo into, "Hey, take off your ring if you if you still think you can take me." So I say, you know, usual. And ninety percent of the issue, I'd say, is them fighting, and it's pretty cool. He, Arkelo is utterly pummeling guy. Guy keeps just getting up and just keeps getting punched back down. And it gets a little bit weird. Guy has these these flashbacks. Is where where he draws his well of strength from. Is basically his dad beat him or something as a, as a kid. So he he was like, ah, oh, I, I take I any punch that you give me won't hurt as much as that. So he just keeps on getting up and he keeps on getting up. And Arklo's like ripping off his ears. He's in the process of ripping off his ears. And guy rips out his eye. Like, he literally reaches in and pulls out Arkelo's eye. And it is bloody as shit. It's kind of cool. Oh, jeez. Matt needs to catch it's... up now. He's going to go and read, like, 17 <laughs> no, issues. No, I just, I just think of that uh, Haku story from wrestling where he tried to pluck out a dude's eye in a fight. And then afterwards, he said he really wasn't going to do it. He was just going to poke it out. And I'm just thinking that Gardner followed through on that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you see the eyeball go flying. It's still attached to the back with the the, the whatever attaches an eye. And (sighs) fantastic. That dude, ever since being created by Jeff Johns, he's just been on a downward path. (laughs) Yeah. Gets his tongue ripped out. I ripped out by Pete's least favorite. Well, and, uh, you, you should, funny you should mention his tongue being ripped out because obviously you recall how he got that back, yes? Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, didn't Sinestro give it back when he retook over the core? 
No, I believe it was Saint Walker, was it not? Who who grew it back? He uh-huh. healed him because hmm. okay, they kind of became they kind of became friends in in New Guardians. I don't know if you read much of New Guardians. No. No. They kind of became friends in that because they were all one big, you know, bunch of outcasts. Right. And uh, he healed back his tongue. But uh, it's obviously very timely that Saint Walker has just been ret- returned to Mogo with uh, Hal and Kyle brought him back and the, the seeing the Satan Gathner there. And they're uh, just going, hey, nice to have you around. We could, we could do with you. Kind of seems like, oh, he'll probably heal Arklo's eye because they're going to bring him into custody but um guys still very beat up at the end of this he kind of passes out and they're like oh maybe he's gonna die he's not gonna die obviously but they're they're, they're playing it like he's at the edge of death Uh, and it just ends with with john holding him screaming his name like hey you okay but kind of cool kind of bloody kind of fun well, and, and there was very little Hal to, to ruin it, so that helped. There you go. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. Are you done? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. fun. All right, uh, that'll take us on to Justice League Power Rangers issue three. This is the last book of the, the show, actually. Uh, Tom Taylor writing and Stephen Byrne on art. Uh, so this is continuing off where we, we left, uh, where Zed and Brainiac have unleashed monsters all over the earth and the basically the, most of this issue is the rangers in the league deciding that they have to all go sort of separately so like some justice leaguers go with one zord with one ranger to one of the locations and so on and so forth uh the reason why we said earlier on that this kind of feels like it's almost in continuity is because we see lots of other cameos of other like DC characters, like showing like the idea is that this is such a big event and there's all these th- things going on that different Justice League member. It, I think it actually says call in the reserves and like it calls in like these characters who were not even associated with the Justice League recently. Uh, yeah, like Shazam shows up, uh, Supergirl shows up in her current outfit. Uh, we see Batgirl's in her current outfit. Batgirl's in her current outfit. We see Jessica Cruz in the background yeah. being a Green Lantern. We- we see the new Wally West. New Wally West. And all I can think of is, all right, so this is kind of set in like current DC. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, because obviously the Batman's in his Rebirth uniform yeah. as well. And we noticed that. And we figured that is just because uh, they just wanted to match up with what's going on. And I still kind of feel that way in a sense because they're still joining the Justice League for some reason. Yeah. But that's the Green Lantern on the Justice League. So it, it, it still kind of feels out of continuity, but the, in the weird sense where they're still counting the rest of the world is just write it as if it is taking place now, even though it's not really in continuity. Yeah. It feels like maybe this is slightly down the line into Rebirth. Like Because uh, there's a few things that throw it off. Like, like you say, John, uh, Hawk Girls flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of things like that that just kind of make it not quite now it's not quite but it's pretty close like it feels like that's why i think it isn't actually in continuity or even coming in continuity it's just a case of yeah we want you to use the current costumes and reference like current things for the current readers but obviously there's still parts that just don't it's also the fact that burn has never worked for dc before rebirth that's kind of so Mm. this is just the versions that he knows what he's doing with there was a couple of parts of the art that did bother me uh, kind of similar to last issue. Uh, Superman's face was still really bugging me. It looked kind of weird and sort of overly cartoony. The other one that really bugged me, there was one panel of Flash that really annoyed me. 
Flash. Okay. I was, I, there was one of Batman that was a little bit odd for me, where it's kind of he's jumping out with a. He's got Beast Boy and Supergirl there. It just looked a little bit off. Yeah, there was one of uh, Flash where he didn't look like the Flash. He looked like a kid in the Flash's costume. Oh yeah, another one. It's got Aquaman in the background on top of the big octopus thing. Yeah, it, it just something about it looks it's so wrong. It looks young. It looks like he's in like an outfit that's too big for him. It just looks weird. It's like his. I think it's just a case of his his head slightly too big. Mm, maybe, but it, it just it's, it, it's just like the head's slightly too big and in a little bit. Like, I, it's just off. And I feel weird because typically I I like I think Burns a good artist. It, it looks good. It's just a couple of things where I don't know if it's those specific characters or if he's been told to keep it a bit more cartoony for this because of. I, I definitely agree on the Superman. The Flash one feels like because the other times you see Flash, he's fine. Oh, yes, it's just yeah. the one instance of, of Flash. Oh, that's why I, spe- I specified that panel. It's not like every time you see yeah, him, he looks yeah. like that. It's just that panel, he looks like a kid in the Flash's outfit. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, so the main thing that happens is uh, while they're all fighting, uh, Brainiac's, uh, what do you call them? Has, like... Jones. Oh. Whoa. Uh, 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 that was appropriate, wasn't it? <laughs> speaking of Brainiac, oh, God. Why does your mate do that? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I think we said his name too many times. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Brainiac's drones come down, these, like, henchmen-looking things, and they basically steal the Power Rangers' power. Like, they, they steal their yeah. teleporters and their, their coins and take over their zords, and the big cliffhanger is that uh, now, now Zed and Brainiac can teleport to their dimension, because we know they want Angel Grove. Like, he's going to give... Uh, Angel Grove to Brainiac. Well, but, we, we've seen how that ends at the start of the yeah. first issue. And... We see like the, the pterodactyl zords get the big Brainiac symbol on it now. Like they're they're yeah. in control of the zords. It's so, a fantastic page that where it's just the big yeah. shot of it. So basically, they they all regroup in the Watchtower and they're all like shocked that the Power Rangers are so young because they're all teenagers. And they say, right, is there any way we can actually get back to your your world so we can take them on and solve this? And Billy's like, oh, do you have a hadron collider? So they go to Switzerland, and. They're all like, wait, but how can we use it? We can't just walk in and ask. And Batman goes, well, I can't. And it just comes to Superman like, meeting the side. It's like, hey, you do good work. I like to, I like you guys. Uh, can we borrow your Hadron Collider? <laughs> and like, uh, well, you're Superman, so I guess so. Yeah, and I like it's that there's Barry that gets in on going, hey, look, we'll, we'll give it back to you. We're not going to break it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it was nice that it was him that was backing Superman up on this. But, but oh, that was cool. It was a nice thing. It was like, yeah, Superman can just walk in and ask to borrow something, and, and they will probably go along with it because he's I Superman. Think, as much as we, we've mentioned the Superman's face is a bit weird, mm. Tom Taylor's Superman is fantastic. Oh, yeah, the, the writing's spot on. Which, it's, I think I mentioned it back in the first issue because obviously when I think of Taylor and Superman, I think of Injustice, which is, yeah. a, you know, it, that, that was he was doing his job, he was doing the story, and from what I hear, it's very good. But it's not Superman. No, it's, uh, it's Elseworld, evil, exactly. revenge-filled Superman. That's fine, but it's nice to know that he can really do a proper Superman and do it very well. So if, if they ever want to bring him in on, on the main line somewhere with a, with Superman, I'd be okay with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree. He's Superman spot on. Uh, also, one of the things I like to see when they all went off to fight the monsters, mm. and... They were like teaming up. I liked how Green Arrow and at least one Green Lantern was with the Green Ranger, like with the Dragon Zord. 
as the, the pairing felt kind of notable. Yeah. Uh, you, you definitely had John with him. I can't remember. Yeah. If Green Arrow was as well. But yeah, Green Arrow was, yeah, Green Arrow was there as well. And uh, you had you had Superman with the Red Ranger, which kind of felt right. And uh, yeah, Wonder Woman with the Pink Ranger. Like there was just there was just these things. Like, Bat- Batman with the was he with the Black Ranger? Think so, yeah. Mastodon. It was, yeah. Black, it was it black or blue? I can't remember. It was black because it, it it tells Batman to get in the Mastodon. You're right. Yeah. Who's with the blue? It's Cyborg, Starfire, and Shazam. Which makes sense, Cyborg, because he's also sciencey and because yeah. Billy, Billy keeps throwing questions at him because he's the science guy. With, with yellow, we've got Flash, Aquaman, and Mira. Ah, yeah, works well enough. Yeah, not as well as the others, but. Sure. Yeah, it's just kind of a little bit harder for the, the, the colour scheme, isn't it? Someone has to go with Chia. <laughs> Chia? <laughs> Do I mean similar to... T- yeah, you oh, are man. You are yeah. man. The Yellow Ranger. God damn it. Yeah. I'm operating... Mixing, mixing your franchises a little bit, though. I'm operating on little sleep here, okay? All right? I mean, they're 13 sure. goddamn books. They're all blended together. <laughs> was a lot of books. It was a lot of books. Yeah. Might actually have been 14, because I'm pretty sure I read... 11 and I didn't read. Oh, yeah, that's 13. Yeah, there's two I didn't read. Okay, uh, that's us, Matt. You'll be delighted to hear. Look at his yawning. He's so bored of us talking about this. Don't nod. The audio listeners can't hear you nodding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does he didn't even have... let out a yawn again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's the. That's, uh, that's all the books. Uh, pretty damn solid week overall. Uh, uh, I, 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 some of the issues were the best of the series. Lots of things were working well. Uh, very, very little complaints for me overall, uh, outside of one or two things. Uh, as opposed to Connor, who was complaining about half the things he read about. I feel like he's... this is the thing. I felt like I was quite positive in general when when I was reading the books. Overall, I thought oh, I quite like most of these, oh. and I feel like I've actually been a bit more negative than I, than I meant to. Yeah, it's just good. I, I, don't, I don't feel like it was a bad week. I think I'm just maybe I'm being a little bit pickier on certain books. I'm holding them to higher standards. Ah, you're a prick. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, one thing I just want to point out that may annoy Matt actually from uh, Justice League Power Rangers. Uh, at, at one point, uh, someone's explained who all the Justice League are. Like the, the the to the Power Rangers, like oh, uh, like Flash is actually this, uh, Wonder Woman's this, Superman's, this, and they explain who they all are in terms of the roles. Like he's yeah. a he's a great uh, forensic investigator. He's a scientist. She's compassionate. Like he, you know, going through them all, and then Batman's last. I guess the Batman. Uh, I think it's Superman that's doing that. He's like, and then Batman. Well, he's Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that really cracked me up because I thought I'm that, and I thought he's going to yeah. rage. But even Superman's. <laughs> Superman, there's my button. Su- Superman's because Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a thing it was, it was amusing. Nice to say about somebody. You're just like Ted. <laughs> well, Ted's hey, Ted. Like, well, <laughs> so what, what kind of well, he's Batman. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's the best of the week stuff then. Yep. So right. first up, best panel. I've got one ready. I mentioned it earlier, but. Uh, I was tempted to go with Supergirl on the cloud. I really liked that. But I have to go with the sequence of panels in Wonder Woman where uh, Veronica uh, decides to give the order yeah. to uh, block the call so that she is doomed, so that Barbara Ann's doomed. Uh, loved that so much. Connor, favourite panel of the week? Well, that was going to be mine. <laughs> so instead, I'll go with Guy ripping out our clothes eye because it's cool as shit. <laughs> 
no 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 deep reason it's no big storytelling feat of of like the other one was but it was cool i went with something that was not only great sequential storytelling that told you what was inside the character's head i went with something that was someone feeling so did connor i I wanted to i was in the character's head sharp it was his eyeball I, I, I went with something that was a character struggling with the weight of a decision that was weighing deeply on their soul. And Connor went with hey, a ginger ripped to an eyeball. That was, <laughs> that was my first pick, but sometimes it's just like, I just want something that's cool. And Guy Gardner fills that slot, unfortunately. Matt, what was your panel of the week? The mine's from the backup in action. It's, it's Clark reading or telling John the stories of Mixed Patillic and you get like all the different adventures, see Golden Age Superman in there, the building person come to life, and yeah, just a great image. Cool. Uh, all right, uh, cover, cover of the week. We got cover. Uh, last one's hard. I need to look at them again, actually. I can do this one. All right, Connor's ready. Connor, uh-huh. what's your cover of the week? Uh, it's Detective Comics. I love the use of shadows. I love all the hands. It's just such a creepy image, and I think it's fantastic. It's it's understated as a cover because it's quite dark. It doesn't draw your eye, mm. but I like it for that. I might actually have to agree with you on that. You sound oh. so so disappointed. Oh, no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just looking through them. Uh... Supergirl's kind of cool. She's in the mouth of the werewolf. Uh, mm. That's not bad. Uh, Wonder Woman's okay, although it doesn't feel super relevant to no. what happened in the issue. Uh, no, nah, I'm going to go with Detective. I, th- I think it's uh, a pretty cool image. Uh, yeah, alright. Shadows, hands. It feels consumed by the shadows, which yeah. sums, up the, sums up what's going on appropriately. Although, I feel like Cash should really be the centre star of one of these covers, given yeah. the story so focused I agree on her. with that. But... Uh, take it on its own, forgetting what's actually in the book. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what we do with these covers, right? Yeah. Aye. Aye, sure. Yeah, it's just, it's just is, is it yeah. nice looking? It's basically is the, is, is <laughs> yeah. the gist. That's the criteria for what's yeah. going on. Matt, cover of the week. Yeah, I'm going with the new Superman. Just the image of, of Keenan taking it to Lex. You know, looks, looks cool. I, felt, okay, I had nothing I, deeper. Yeah, I felt like it was like a deep, deep tangent about the meaning of the no, character. No, because my, my two favorite covers of the week are variants. So, you know, it's, it's tough. I know action was one. What was the other variant that you liked? Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Ah, okay, that makes that makes some sense. I can see it. Wonder Woman variant this week was fantastic. Yes, it was. It, it was good. It was good. I can't, I can't deny that. Uh... Alright, uh, so that'll take us on to best art of the week, and this is where things, I think, get a little bit trickier and there's more competition. Or, Connor's shaking it. Connor, you seem to have uh, one picked. I, I think, yeah, I do, actually. I think yeah. it goes to Ian Churchill for the backup in Action Comics. I think the, the varied of styles, the the way it is, um, the way it sells the outside of dimensions and time, and I, I think it just works perfectly for that story. Matt? Yep, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. I was going to say Wonder Woman, but then Connor reminded me. So, Wonder Woman's an easy number two. Yeah. Like, it's it's 1A, 1B, really. Well, I'm going to go with Wonder Woman just to be, yeah, be opposed to... Proving uh, my point. What point? That they're 1A and 1B. All right, okay. Yeah. They're both worthy of number one. I thought there was some point about the... the, 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 the 
the the strength of my character or something like that in there. Yeah. No. For once, for once, he was not questioning you. No. Good. Keep it up. No. Uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, sometimes best panel and best art go hand in hand, and here's that's yep. kind of the case for me. Uh, but mm. yeah, there you go. Uh, so that uh, top five, top five of the week, uh, and it's a big week. So top five really means something because you're eliminating quite a few of the ones you probably liked to see it. Matt, you know, number one action comics. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. No. no, I will no. not accept that answer. Okay, well then the backup to action comics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one's action. Right, go, go on. Yeah. Continue. Number two is Wonder Woman. Number three is. Detective, number four's Deathstroke, number five, Supergirl. Cool. Connor? Uh, one is Action, two is Wonder Woman, three is Deathstroke, four is Hal Jordan, and five is Detective. All right. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. Like, I, I loved action, but I am inclined to go with Wonder Woman at number one. Is this just because you still don't think it deserves to be the first unanimous win? Oh no, 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 no not, not that at all. No, you no. know it, it wouldn't be though. When did the Deathstroke issue come out? Because that was unanimous number one, wasn't no. it? Was that this year? Yeah, I believe it was. I believe it was in January. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll have to go check my records. I, I, I'm pretty check sure we're not. I'm pretty sure we're not an unanimous one. I'll find out for next week. So if I, so uh, just in case I'm not making the correct claim, but I'm going to go back and check. Uh, but I think one of you picked something different that week. No, because Matt was going to, but then he changed his mind, so it could be unanimous. I need to go back and check. I need to go back and check because I, I didn't just make this fact up. I actually was looking and went, oh wait, that's funny. Mm-hmm. We've not picked a unanimous one yet. So, I will check for next time. However, uh, now I'm going to go Wonder Woman at number one. I'm going to go with Action at number two. Shut up, cat. (laughs) Go with Action at number two. I am going to go... I'm going to go with Titans at number three. Fair enough. Go with Titans. And then we go to Detective, and I'm going to go with... Oh. Ah, oh god, I want to say both new Superman and Flash at number five. I don't know what we pick. Ah. Oh. Mmm. New Superman. New Superman had a better issue this week. What? Are you sure on that? I just, I like to give it thought. I don't like to just. It's a, it's an important decision what your top five of the week is. I need to give it, give it the proper weight. In consideration that it deserves. Very well. So I, Wonder Woman, Action, Titans, Detective, New Superman. And I feel bad for leaving off Flash and Supergirl, but you know what? It's tough when there's this many, and you all have that many good books. So yeah, that's just a sign of a good week. All right, there we go. That leaves me just to tell you what's coming next week mm-hmm. and there are we all right so obviously we have the next part of the superman reborn with superman 19 we also have batman 19 batwoman issue one green arrow 19 green lanterns 19 uh oh i've not edited this since i dropped justice league uh that should be down in the uh, uh. other section uh 
Uh, Nightwing 17, Super Sons issue 2, Trinity issue 7, Odyssey the Amazons issue 3, and is uh, All-Star Batman coming out next it week? next week, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, because it was maybe last this week, but obviously get pushed. So you go. Uh, also coming out next week, but no one's covering here on the show, is Justice League 17, Aquaman 19, and Harley Quinn issue 16. Unless that's the one with the Denny back. not yet. Not yet, no. okay. Let's check it. I just checked. Wildstorm 2 is next week. I don't know if you guys are covering that. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I liked the first issue, but it was very much, uh, I'm going to read this in trade layer. Uh, but, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's what's coming next week. So hopefully you look forward to that. Uh, yeah. So let, let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments below. If you're on YouTube or wherever else, uh, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates and podcast updates. Uh, but individual Twitters, of course. I'm at Wibble89 if you want my ramblings. Matt's at Matt of Steel 57 if you want his. Connor's at Connor Ryan 94. Uh, so get us on there. Like and subscribe and give us a five star rating on whatever place you're listening to or watching us uh, it helps us out if you do that uh, but no here here comes an end to episode 42 i think of the show uh we're getting close to 52 need to do something special you say this every week now because we you just still haven't thought of anything i haven't thought of anything i hope someone gives us some spark of inspiration that'd be lovely but there you go guys that is uh, an end of this week's show thank you very much for watching and all listening and always remember Never get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion.